Hey, what's up guys? Today's April 1st, 2017, and this is episode 95 of the Geek Domination Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of Destiny, some trailers, uh, Dark Tower, Spider-Man, a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we're also going to get into some other podcasts, so give us a listen. It'll be great. <laughs> Breaking news story from Variety. Well, I guess something bad happening was inevitable. The Marvel train was derailed last, late last night with the news of set battles and actor jealousy. <gasps> Not sure who else read the full story yet, but in a nutshell, Chris Pratt came out to Hemsworth, <gasps> leading to Thor effectively pummeling Star-Lord to a pulp. <laughs> RDJ finally relapsed, uh, although this time it's Ben and Jerry's ice cream that has him all loopy. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson admitted to being a man after years of speculation. <laughs> Renner showed up on set dressed as Gandalf, setting off wild rumors about his long-suppressed love for Elijah Wood. From there, things just got weirder. Brolin screaming, hey, you guys, during in-between takes, while dressed as Thanos, must have been a sad and crazy sight. <laughs> Sam Jackson actually lost an eye during stunt work, albeit the wrong eye, has also set filming back a couple months. Last but not least... <laughs> right, Whedon <laughs> sneaking onto set again dressed as Batgirl had to be the craziest part of the whole story. In a nutshell, it seems these movies are a per on permanent hold status. I think we, the little people, just need to sit back and uh, seriously realize that the pressure and stress these underpaid and overworked actors are really under. Let's all hope it works out in the end. Fake news! Fake news! Fake news! We're on the fake news. Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's yeah, the same first. day we hate every year, <laughs> April first, where you can't trust anything uh -huh. or anyone. Uh, Speaking of things you can't trust, uh, you have something uh, to intro oh, with too. Well, oh, yeah, gotten I, real I, intros. I kind of, I kind of wanted to, you know, talk about that thing John Luke posted about Digimon Go. Oh God! Oh, you mean Cody <laughs> posted about oh, Digimon yeah, Go? Oh yeah, Cody. Yeah. Huh? Niantic made a Crying joke about. Pokemon, or uh, Digimon, Digimon Go, Go, which is depressing because I think most of us would play that. Yeah, I'd, I'd have been Go. pretty into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have been interested. Anyways. Anyway. So this is the Geek Domination Podcast. <laughs> hey. We're your hosts. My name is Zane Coppage. Across me over here is Anthony Tyson. And right uh, here in the middle, up? we've got Ryan Lombard. What's up, guys? Today is April 1st, 2017, and this is uh, episode 95. Yeah, baby. So the main piece of today, we're going to be talking about Tripod, which is a great little event that podcast hosters are uh, hashtag, kind of participating hashtag in. <laughs> hashtag Tripod. And uh, yeah, we're basically just going to be talking about our favorite podcast, things that you might want to listen to, because we listen to a lot of stuff. I know we all talk about it. We're going to focus heavily in the beginning on similar stuff to what we, what we talk about ourselves, mm -hmm. but then we're going to branch off because we all listen to many variety of things. Yeah, yeah. We're all, we're all different types of geeks. Mm -hmm. So I love it. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, without further ado, we can get into some news, I think. Bam, 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 bam. We've, got, we've got trailers. We've got so Jesus. many trailers. That, that last week of core, Q1 it was just always excitement after it excitement. Oh, so, baby. let's kick things off with the, the first thing that I know that uh, Anthony's interested in by this trailer, but... So, um, <laughs> for a little while now, we've heard about the uh, speculation that, you know, a new It movie was on the horizon. Uh, they announced yeah. it back last year that yep. it was official, that they're going to remake it. Um, and uh, we just got a trailer for it. The, the trailer is, it's good. good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's good for people that may not know that series a lot because it's, mm -hmm. I think, successful. But it's, 
it's so fucking modernized, and I see a lot of cliches sure. that the horror genre is doing in it. Oh yeah, a lot so, of jump scare, a lot of yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of trends that we've been seeing. Look, for a the while. end of the trailer. Just a slight spoiler here. If we're now into spoiler territory <laughs> <Trailers>? on trailers, <laughs> just say it, oh, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> it ends with it like rushing at the camera and like oh, that yeah. annoying stuff yeah. where like your villains just rushing at the camera and jump scare is really oh, annoying ev- to me. First person camera view with enemy coming at me. Oh no. Right. Oh, no. Um, and and I do get kind of annoyed how like every single time there's always a part in the movie where it's like you go into the past and then you're like, he's always been here. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like his mom in one of the pictures and I'm like, what is this? Yeah. That but, was interesting the way that they did the the shuddering on that image. It, it was it was well shot, oh, yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. that being said, the uh, some of the classic shots from the movie that I remember were in the trailer, and that scene with the boat, you know, going Rushed down, down the, the, yeah, yeah was it was really excellent. good. I liked that a lot, and then I liked the whole. Uh, tra- uh, poster that they revealed for it too, and mm-hmm. it's like you'll float too. Oh, That's yeah. kind of a fun awesome poster and like they that really is perfect into that totally is the agree. the tagline because yeah. like they've been emphasizing the balloon floating about mm-hmm. they've been emphasizing the the river or the, yeah. the sorry the gutter and everything mm-hmm. everything is emphasized on floating well, on stephen king's facebook page he he posted just that sentence like two days ago and everyone yeah. lost you'll their shit too. about it you'll <laughs> float too you'll float too um yeah <laughs> So that's in the trailer, uh, guys. We're, we're what? Two minutes in, we already peaked. Two the minutes mic in, stuff. I already peaked. You're Whoops. well nice. You are welcome. Uh, um, Enjoy. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. At the end of the day, even if I'm kind of like 50-50 on the trailer, I know a lot of people are pumped for it. You said you were. I was excited. Um, the only thing that I'm kind of wary of is I was hoping that this. I'm well, I'm still hoping. We'll we'll see, mm-hmm. but. I'm hoping this movie follows more of the bookend because the yes. books mm-hmm. had so much more weird fucking crazy shit going on. Like the kids from the the 50s smoke, uh, they, as they call it, an Indian smoke hole, which is basically Indian peace pipe. But basically <laughs> what happens is they trip balls and then they see the entire history of right. the demon going all the way back to prehistoric era in a meteor. And it's like... I hope that's in there just because that's some fucking crazy I shit. I doubt yeah. that oh. will be, but I do agree. Like, if they could take a little bit more of those yeah. tropes from the book, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's got Stephen King's blessing, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, so did that... Uh, what was that series that they put out about the Dome City? Under the oh. Dome or whatever? That had yeah. Stephen King's blessing, oh, yeah, too, and that shit right. sucked. I mean, let's just stay on this trend real quick. So we got another piece of Stephen King news that's disappointing, but also has his blessing, and we're all been very wary of. So there was an announcement that the Dark Tower movie that's slated uh, for this year has been delayed. Delayed again. Again. Yep. This is like the third Mm -hmm. time? Yeah. Fuck. I'm not... I I get... We're in lower faith, Mm -hmm. sadly. Yeah. The only problem that I have is not in the delay itself, but it was also coupled with the release of a lot of the footage from the movie at yeah. CinemaCon. Oh, and yeah. a lot of people saw it, and a lot of people are worried. It's yeah. not looking good. Yeah. And that's what scares me. It's not the delay itself. Because, you know, movies can get delayed sometimes, and it's like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. The biggest sure. problem is release dates. If it was going against something that would obviously take its box office, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But it's that footage that's got me worried. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch something that's good from Stephen King, go watch uh, that movie on or the, the miniseries on Hulu. The uh, 11, oh yeah, with 11, like JFK 26, and stuff. Uh, oh 63, yeah. I think yeah. 11, 26, 63. 11, 26, Yeah. Um, go watch that. 
because it's James Franco and JFK and stuff like that, and it's, it's really good. It's real good. It's really good. I've only seen like a little bit of it, just because I I don't have a Hulu subscription. It's it's one of his greater <laughs> suspense stories without being mm-hmm. too horror-y, but it's it gets yes. trippy. Um, moving forward again, uh-huh. we're gonna get some other. Tra- we're actually gonna do some movie trailers here. Ooh, ooh, ooh. ooh, baby. All right, so we got... We'll go farthest out. Justice League. Holy shit. Yeah. That's... Holy yeah? shit. There we go. Yeah? Yeah. <sighs> the diehards over here. Uh, hey, I, I love DC, man. I want so badly for it to be good. I'm right with you. So, so bad. 100%. I never want a movie to fail, and I want the DC movies to be so good. Mm-hmm. It's just... All right. This is just me. Some of the dialogue was a little hokey to me. Well, yeah, well, that's that's Snyder. That's what happens. Sure, when, yeah, that's Snyder. I just, I really hope it's a little more natural when we see the final it's not product. Going right. to be. I'm hopeful. I'm going damn to it. put it out there. That's not. I'm hopeful. Well, I damn mean, it! It's still a ways off. Anything is possible. BVS had some fucking hokey. Yeah, BVS though was like a hot train of garbage, though. You know, like let's not open up that. That we have. Ultimate, but it, yeah, it's fine. That, that cat, fine. I remember yeah. watching that cast and laughing the whole time because it was just I such Ultimate now, like crap four. garbage. All right, times now. Yeah, I'll good. say this mm-hmm. though: the special effects and the character designs for what we're getting in this mm-hmm. look cool. They look excellent. I'm not gonna deny that the trailer didn't look really good, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. Zack Snyder kind of tends to make me sad when he writes things, right? <laughs> See, the, like the, we're like, well, what's the best Zack Snyder movie? And I always think Watchmen. And I'm like, well, that's because he just took the script from the exactly. comic book and did nothing he, with he it. He did <laughs> one change yeah. to the original book. Yeah, one change, and it makes more sense. Yes, but yeah, yeah. yeah but other no. than that, like, yeah, he just kept the well, dialogue. Well, 300, there. same exact thing. Frame for frame recreation of the comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no addition or changes whatsoever. Right. Yeah, right. So, uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see. If you want to yeah. have, I get the the hardest part. The hardest thing for me to always accept is that he did Sucker Punch. Yeah, and I hated that film. <sighs> Mostly because the story just didn't was gel. all over that the place. Movie and... Anno- well, and it sucks because it's so visually cool. Yeah. exactly. But it's just goddamn terrible. It's a garbage plot. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, yeah, and it's just like <laughs> they, he's like, oh, let's empower women, and then they actually. <laughs> degrade and, them and more doing the opposite throughout the entire that. film yeah yeah it was Ugh, a train wreck see well, i remember we were talking about a trailer that you were kind of excited for and then we went into a garbage train of wrecks from <laughs> no, Zack right. Snyder. anyways see, <laughs> i'm i'm excited because you know jeff johns has such a big hand in things now and his yeah. writing in the past like five six years has been incredible so, so if he's gonna let Zack Snyder get his hands on a thing that he's been so involved no, with, I would, I would say gotta be a measure of you know. This is supposed to be the last control. film uh-huh. that he's mostly hands off on, because oh. this one was already well under production when he Why'd was. Why'd you tell me that? Because you need to know. You need to break <laughs> no. that. You need to, you need to rip true. that bandaid off now. Why'd you tell me that? It's true. And so it's supposed to be after Justice League is when <sighs> everything starts to shift in the, the uh, John, John okay. or Jeff Johns direction. And so. So I've still got to wait for my DC to get back on the high horse. Yeah, oh kinda. boy! I'll say Wonder this Wonder much was though: before he was really hands on. So this is the movie that if Zack Snyder fucks up, he's done. Yeah, and I yeah. mean done. Yeah, like not even just comic book movies. He's going back down to like not getting anything produced. Well, and yeah. I think a big part of it's Wonder or uh, Warner Brothers cannot 
add to his grief by fucking him over by cutting his film more. Because mm-hmm. Ultimate Edition of BVS filled plot holes that were gaping wounds to that film. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like the uh, the real version of The Watchmen, too. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah, so it's just one of those things where I think they just need to have faith that if they release it in its full version, it'll get praised in, in it in opposed to the whole like let's cut like 30 minutes and oh we have to cut right. the least action filled scenes because people want to see the action yeah i agree there's always that stupid formula that all movie execs use when coming up with these cuts and it's the whole idea Number of, of views per day yeah, yeah how many times can we get the film into theaters you know this is the maximum amount i really think they need to stop thinking that way though because like right you just said they need to stop cutting their film up from the director's vision and mm, secondly yeah. it's word of mouth that makes movies so That's successful saying, yeah. if you make a good movie people are going to come back to see it days and days and days and days and days after deadpool yeah deadpool. like four times so in much that week. deadpool yeah and i'd like to bring up the new scarlett johansson movie ghost in the shell because like people were really excited about that when the trailer happened but then mm. i saw this guy on facebook say i don't know what i thought about that now i kind of don't want to even go see it that's how i feel because I'd, I'd have gone to go see it just because, you know, I have an interest in that to begin with. But now that I know that somebody didn't that, necessarily a love it, fan like, is also questioning. I'm not. It's word of mouth is powerful. Uh-huh. It is so powerful. So all the worst for Zack Snyder. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, peace, bro. <laughs> rip his career. Oh, man. But uh, favorite moments from this trailer. I would call out Aquaman just in general. So much Aquaman. I just my favorite line is just when he walks up. He's like, "Oh, so you're like a bat." I dig it. <laughs> like number one, number one, hands down, absolutely. I just like I said, I really hope the humor feels a little bit more natural for me. But Jason Momoa looks so bad, so badass. God, I, say I hate his armor. Yeah, yeah? It's no, a, I it's like a little it. hinky, but at the same time, like Jason Momoa looks nothing like the Aquaman no, that we know. True. So a, I don't an, mind that, entirely it's... revamping. I feel like putting Jason Momoa in that bright orange fucking. I don't. Scale, I didn't want ugh. that. I didn't want <laughs> that. <laughs> no, thank you. Sorry. I was just thinking it's oh, it's too much. Eh, I don't know. I like it personally, but personally, I can hear you. I hear you. Yeah. I would like it. I would, personally, I'd like to see it toned back a step. Because mm. like his skin. Is supposed to be steel hard on its That's own. True. He doesn't need armor, so he, in my opinion, like the armor is just overkill at this point. Well, I feel like, that's and the, the way the that point they mold then. it, the way they molded it is like also it's distracting. Being because I know they're trying to nod to the scales, but it's like it's so distracting mm-hmm. looking at it. I wonder if uh, they're trying to sell some action figures there. Oh, how interesting. Well, I'm gonna be buying one, so I guess they did a good job. <laughs> Schumacher returns. <laughs> <laughs> Robin is back. Oh boy. <laughs> But yeah, with that said, uh, I finally, I don't know. Justice League I'm really excited for mostly just because like we're finally seeing everyone come together. We're seeing those scenes with Cyborg in the trailer too just got me going real hard. Fucking the music he, worked. He hits the shockwave with the, the sonic cannon and then he throws the mask on and goes flying in a high orbit. And I was like, okay, fuck. I'm pretty cool. excited for that. I'm glad that Cyborg is like there and part of the team as opposed <laughs> to like Teen Titans sidekick thing. It's what? hard to say because I still really want to see them jump into a titans of some kind i would be so into that that would be more into like, that than this i think with mm. with the whole mentions of of you know um uh, wow nightwing? I totally, yeah nightwing thank nightwing. you sorry thank you for bringing me I, back I, course I correction <laughs> uh, with nightwing coming into the fold and then the batgirl stuff that we'll talk about uh, in a little bit um yeah i'm i'm i could see that happening and it could be a good bridge so anyway entirely agree anyway so the next thing 
Yes. Uh, might as well touch on it. Is that uh, Warner Brothers is tapping Joss Whedon for or eyeing? Was it eyeing or did he actually agree? I don't know if it I, was. I don't agreed. remember. He's 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 uh, being brought on. Courted for the, yeah, yeah, courted. Yeah. So they're they're in talks with Joss Whedon to bring Joss Whedon in for Batgirl. Yeah, and they're and they're they're like just about there and, and then mm-hmm. under the negotiations. Well, wow. see, I'd be I'd be cool speaking. with that because you know what Batgirl really needs. Josh Whedon's sense of feminism. You know, f- I was gonna say Buffy. millennial talk about nothing sexual tension garbage. Oh, that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both ends of it. Just both. Ends also, of it. yes. Not like not not speaking ill of his previous works. Just no. Just he's known for a certain trait, and that's what they're tapping him for. Absolutely. That's what I'm getting at. Yes. And honestly, I think it'll. It, it's a good thing. I don't. Personally. I agree. I completely agree. And what a great way to, to sh- yeah! And yeah. what a great way to show the fanboys who are like Josh Whedon sucks for Marvel and everything. <laughs> the DC fanboys, and then like course correct. Well, now they have to like him because he's on DC, right? Uh, <laughs> for those bandwagon faners yeah. that just love to talk shit and not actually understand that <laughs> right. all comics are pretty much the same goddamn thing. Uh, yes, <laughs> endlessly, endlessly. Okay, so that's it for uh, DC movie mm-hmm. stuff. Let's go on and touch uh, an Injustice game because DC still. So, Injustice released a villains trailer that featured heavily on, well, all the villains. Not all the villains. Some of the ones we really Some of the really good ones. The actual villains within the game. Because, I mean, as much as they're making, like, Superman an antagonist, he is not a villain in the eyes of this trailer. But it starts off with Grodd, because we love Grodd. We love Grodd. I I mean, I just picture Grodd basically being a more beefy version of like Quan Chi in terms of combat. Oh, yeah, he totally that. is because yeah, he has absolutely. the head thing with yeah, the skull. The, yeah, 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 the telepathy and stuff, yeah. telekinesis. And then uh, we got some... Uh, who else was in that trailer? We got Scared. Captain Cold. Captain and Cold. Captain Cold looking Cold's, good. He looks dope because it's just like he pops a shot and then smacks a guy, pops a shot, smacks a guy, just yep. like refreezing a guy like six times. He looks like such a balanced fighter, like yeah. a good range and close up. I agree. Agreed. Um, I was saying this, I was speculating, but I was like, you know what's plausible is that they might release premium skins for him later that are the rogues themselves. That would be so cool. So many of the rogues use a gun-style weapon to transmit their ability. Yeah, yeah. Like Mirror Master uses mirrors, but he shoots a gun at it. And then same thing with Heat Wave. Heat Wave shoots fire. Like, Mm -hmm. reskin and modify the abilities, but same inputs. Boomerang just throws stuff, so just take away the gun and still get the... And then Golden Glider is the only one that's difficult, but she's... Depending on your yeah. version, because in, in CW, she's pretty much the same. She shoots a gun and gold at Midas, is, Midas touches shit. See, I don't even know this one, actually. And then in the <laughs> comics, she always wears gold, but she's, she uses her ice skates, and she actually like uses them like weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a really silly character, but she's uh, Captain Cold's sister, so nice. that's why she's part of it. Yes. But I was thinking they could do that. Um, and then we got Scarecrow, who looks oh fucking cool. I love the character design so much. so much. And it is amazing that the voice of Freddy Krueger is going to be voicing yes. Scarecrow in yeah. this game. That's pretty Dude, pretty that's incredible. amazing. Yeah, I'm so happy about that. Because like, they got him, obviously, for MK9 when they came right. and did Rip Freddy. So mm-hmm. it only makes sense to get him back for yeah. this. Yeah, that's I so mean, cool. He's already hanging out at NetherRealm Studios. Why not just like plug him in places? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, no, what's great is like... Such great name. I love that. I love his presentation. Is the the standard crane flat tone? Like, let's mm-hmm. explore your fear. As like, it's just super demonic looking. And yes, <sighs> it's like you get the so voice good. of Freddy, but not Freddy. So it's perfect. Yeah, so good. Um, but yeah, so that's injustice. I think we all went a little crazy with that. And 
a little yeah, continue a to little go bit. crazy <laughs> they did like the the uh other legacy of l trailer and i was like oh my god oh, i haven't looked at that good i'll have to look at that I after seen it either. that one's the, so they've been doing the, the series of like yeah setting it up through because like the first one was like how superman fell from grace and all mm-hmm. that stuff mm-hmm. well the second one was bruce wayne and then the third one's supergirl mm-hmm. and how she's basically her arc it without obviously spoiling anything is basically going to try and she's attempting to redeem uh cal tight okay like pulling back from the void so to speak cool all right I'm on um, sounds good cool yeah all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> so next trailer we got spider-man homecoming hmm oh oh hmm? are you guys uh are you guys a little negative on this one mm, eh. i'm above negative but eh. below positive yeah. So I'll be the very hyped one. I thought this trailer was fucking awesome. This is a perfect way to bring the idea of Spider-Man in high school um, needs a father figure, but without doing the fucking old tired Ben, Uncle Ben scenario. And I love that we're getting out of that and we're giving him a chance to have this father relationship with Robert Downey Jr., which is good because that's also another side of Robert Downey Jr.'s character of Iron Man that we haven't seen yet. So we're both getting a better version, I think, of these characters than we've yeah. gotten before. I'm so excited for that. And I think that, honestly... Um, uh, Keaton as the Vulture is going to be one of the best Marvel villains we've yeah, seen. That's true. That, He's looking good. I was pretty excited for that. Yeah, that. yeah, and, and, and I like the yeah. Vulture. Yeah, and, and I like how well. it's. He right. doesn't look like garbage. Yeah. He does not look like garbage. I love the suit design. And, and honestly, I love also that's another thing that this kind of revealed is the story idea of, well, we've got other scientists who are now pissed off because, you know, uh, Tony Stark's tech is like now the thing and no one else is getting any credit. No mm. one's else science is produ- is going forward. So now we have some like revenge going on with that. And that's a good touch, too. I'm, I'm down with this. This trailer was awesome to me. So tell me why it's not as good, though. I don't know. I I mean, I've just seen so much goddamn Spider-Man. I mean, that's that's not to say that every iteration hasn't had its own, you know, good moments. But just I feel like at this point they're trying to connect it to the current MCU. That's the right move. Yes. I'll say this. They've already kind of started saying that after the second Homecoming movie that mm-hmm. they will probably be ending their relationship can we can we talk more on that after we talk cool. about the trailer because i want to break that down if we can there's nothing really to break down they yeah, just they're I mean, just leaving it open-ended and the, that's exactly that's where i was gonna go with it because yeah. it's just ignore the comments there because they'll course correct when that movie makes bank loads of money anyway eh. only problem here here's the problem with that they're starting up an alternative Spider-Man universe within Sony that's separate from everything. And that, With the Venom, yeah. But that won't make as much money and they won't do it as well. And then they'll be like, oh, Marvel's got it right. But anyway, digress. I don't have faith in them. Sony makes bad decisions Sony. all the time. But at least Pascal's not in command anymore. <laughs> she was the one that got them connected. To be clear, she's the reason why Feige and, and them are connected. And she's also the one that's super arrogant about everything, too. Yeah. <laughs> Still, though. Um... So speaking of decisions, I'm Sony's sorry. Made. Tired of all the Tony in this film. I, I, I don't. I don't mind it if it's going to be like a fifteen-minute touch to enhance the story further. If it is the entire film, then it'll be annoying. Yeah. But I do like the angle that they're using here. I think that works, and I think it will make for a better character for both of them. I hate. It. I'll put it this way: I absolutely despise in the comics when Peter became an, a protege of Tony. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't have that connection, so that's maybe why I'm more excited. It, too. it was not a good story. It was not fun. It personally. was not fun to read. Uh, yeah. Basically, it became Tony and his bitch. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that bad in this movie. They can't. It's, they it's can't going do that, that route already because he's like well, trying to discipline no. him by removing the costume, and it's like, but if it, you trusted him enough to be a hero and to come to war mm-hmm. in civil war, now he can't trust him because he wasn't strong enough to completely we'll stop a weapon. We'll like, why don't you just put the kid we'll in a gimp see. suit? We'll like, see. I think there could be a good moment where maybe his arrogancy drives him to do something incorrectly. Like a moment that Tony Tar- Stark had um, in his character. in every single Iron Man movie? <laughs> yes, but I don't, I don't mind that for his character coming from an adolescent. You know, it's annoying when Tony's doing it. But now Tony's like, well, this is what happened to me. You need to learn. So no, you don't make true. those same mistakes Tony repetitively like I did style. in every yeah. one of my movies. And uh-huh. continues to do in every movie he's in. Yeah. <laughs> but this because time, now he has a chance to not be that. And that's because why I like the villains, Because the villains have his armor from uh, Civil War, actually. They've already yes. done a, com- a, a comparison. And the villains have mm-hmm. his armor from... So he's clearly careless enough to lose his armor to the villains in this film from Civil War. But, but, but the way that I took it was these scientists have their own tech designs and they're, they're coming up they're to have revenge against him. They're repurposing his arc tech again. Mm-hmm. They were, they were following another tr- uh, trope. Like, that's what's All frustrating right. me. That's what's getting me so like tired of this. Is yeah, like yeah. When we're dealing with Tony, we're dealing with the exact same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. I helped create a problem and I'm not willing to accept that it's my problem. Which is one of our biggest faults with the second uh, I'm Avengers. so sick of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll grant you if that's if that is the way that they're doing it and strictly like oh we stole your tech and then repurposing it, I'm mm-hmm. gonna get annoyed with that. In my mind, from what I saw in this trailer though, I took it as the opposite. Someone came up with their own tech to have their own revenge against his stupid shit. The shocker stuff is a modified uh repulsor ray. I mean that's fine. Is it? Notice how it attacks. It's like a supercharged version of the oh, repulsor yeah. ray. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, maybe I'm a little so, less so after so, that. And I'm argument. pretty, I'm pretty sure they're former Stark employees too. That's what makes them more frustrated. Well, but but the Tinkerer though, is the Tinkerer yeah. a former Stark employee? I'm pretty sure. Yes. I'm pretty sure. That okay, they, then I'm they, gonna start I'm getting. Pretty sure what then. it was was that they're getting fired for getting caught on doing something illegal mm-hmm. within Stark. So he fires them, and then they get disgruntled and build their tech and go criminal. Because I was like, getting a different angle from Vulture, like or at least Keaton's he, version of Vulture, where he's like, maybe he's uh, he has a reason for doing what he's doing, and like it's kind of like you know the the big man capitalist picking on the little guy, and it's like, no, we're done with this. We're now coming back to you. So, well, but then why, they don't the realize why that he says we need yeah. to evolve is because he sees that he's being beaten down it's definitely like one of one or two of them is definitely a former t- uh, stark employee and i can't remember which ones i want to say keaton's a member of that group because he was like i think he's also private sector because i think so. because i like keaton's angle that he has a family to protect and like to take care of mm-hmm. too which makes him a more empathetic empathic wow sorry yeah empathetic, empathetic. villain that's you what i'm trying it. to say if here. they stick to the original <laughs> he's a competitor in another mega like mega corporation mm-hmm. and the oh, so then that's not as good. yeah no Okay, now you're killing my hype. You I'm, see. Just, I'm just, I'm just balancing you back out because, like, you should still go in and have fun because I think it's still right. gonna be enjoyable and fun. Like, I'm seeing the tech, like the spider tech drones, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, that's mm-hmm. all got me in, in 
endeared and enamored with this. Right. My problem is that I'm tired of Tony stepping in and thinking he can just control every situation, including it's, Spider-Man. Like, it's basically so a cool new angle on Spider-Man that we haven't seen before, coupled with basically what, the same, what, the reason the same why I'm old tired Tony Stark garbage. <laughs> yeah, so that's my problem. Like, is that like I'm, We're reinventing the wheel on one yeah. side, but we're just re- rounding around okay. the wheel again. All right, all right. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. I... So, Hence why I'm just ready for the like next person after Robert Dooney. No offense to him. I think he's done mm-hmm. great and amazing so far, but I think I'm just prepared and ready for the next guy to take on the role and kind of go, okay, let's blow this wide open and let's go I somewhere else. I agree with that. Okay. Um, that said, one thing I'm curious of is since we got one cameo from Chris Evans uh, as Cap as like a little uh-huh. prom- uh, like video thing, a propaganda video. Which I like. That was cool. I'm hoping that while he's underground, we have a kind of Civil war kind of moment where Cap confronts Peter after Tony tells him no, and he gets reinvigorated to go back into the role of Spider-Man. I'm hoping that occurs. Well, and then then the real wheel could flip in a way that we do like. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's a good that's, that's a good idea. I'm kind of on is that he just sort of shows up and goes, you can't give up. Like, don't give up just yeah. because Tony told you. Tony told me I couldn't do what I'm doing, but I'm just still the, doing but it. The Fuck only, Tony. Yeah. So, yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and if they're using his likelihood in this movie, then maybe they're avoiding the contract. But then, if they're oh, actually yeah. bringing him into the movie and mm-hmm. using his contract, maybe it's worth it. I don't well, know. Well, in the way that he's married in, it's entirely possible he might have something written within his contracts that basically allow him to appear in very tiny roles without having it be a full fledged new right, yeah. deal. Okay, That'd so be cool. interesting theory. I'm just throwing that out there. But oh, then, it's okay. good. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, moving forward, last piece of a uh, trailer stuff. Destiny 2 got its trailer. Yeah, it did. It got a teaser first, and that teaser was great. And then the trailer continued the greatness. By the way, Nathan Fillion's God. Nathan Fillion is Alpha and Omega. (laughs) He is man among men. He is the best Alpha and Omega. Come on. Come on. Nathan Fillion is so good. They so just need good. to let him yes. do him, and that game will probably be better than it was. Well, and what's yeah. great is like, that's even, what they did in Taken King. I don't remember the voice actor for Zavala off the top of my head, but he's another famous actor. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, uh, he sounds Nathan familiar, but yeah. Yeah, but, but long story short, <laughs> the two of them are juxtaposed so well in this trailer. So good. Um, so if you guys haven't seen it, go watch it, but uh, just give you guys a preface before this conversation. Get hyped. Teaser dropped, and what it was was uh, Cade's drinking at a bar, and he's talking about how he how he helped save parts of this, the the uh, tower, and like was just he's like we were just having a meeting, and I wasn't really paying attention or anything, and then we were attacked, and then I shot a bunch of guys, and now I'm here. You should have been there. <laughs> and so all that's happening, and then like you know, there's just it looks like the tower's been just destroyed. So we're mm-hmm. like, oh, and then like there's trailer coming two days later. Trailer drops, and it's basically one long motivational speech from both Zavala and Cade in their styles. And Zavala's yeah, and like, to each. we need to be yeah. better and we'll be great and we'll be good people. And <laughs> Cade's like, they blew up all of our stuff, but mostly my stuff. And if you're not out there, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so let's go out there and do this. And yes. no one cheers with him. And then he finally says, yeah. end epic loot. And people are like, lose their shit. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, now we're talking. Yeah, it's brilliant. Go watch epic it. Loots. And then they also revealed that our first gameplay would be in May. Yeah, I think, I think first so. first gameplay is May, and then the uh, beta in July or June. That sounds about right because that's that yeah, was that it was coupled with E3 last yeah, time. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So you can go pre-order. Uh, I put five dollars down because fuck it. <laughs> and if you do, uh, you get this yeah, little guy up there. GameStop, GameStop, exclusive. tiny Nathan Fillion. Yeah, buddy. So I have one of those too. But in addition to that. Um, if you pre-order, you get beta access for sure. 
Um, they've already released their tiered versions, which look ridiculous. Fucking okay. So there's the base level, of course, sixty. Mm-hmm. Then you got one above that, which is digital deluxe, and that's got all the same stuff as limited edition, but with just digital stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, the the limited edition is a steelbook case, some artwork, the usual, just like small pieces, just mm-hmm. not anything too crazy. But then the big one, this one's stupid. This is where it goes. It goes from like sixty. A hundred to two fifty. What the fuck? <laughs> so this one, it's a massive collection. It's. I would uh, hope so. It comes with a messenger bag that can convert into a backpack. So it's got extra straps, probably that will allow it to mm-hmm. convert. Uh, it also comes with a solar charger for devices. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? And a bunch of other physical crap, oh, postcards man. and art books and. I was looking at it and I was like, there's no way I need any of that crap. I would take all of it if I had $250. Yeah, so that's available. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Um, not going to give myself that cancer. Ugh. I'm thinking about it. Oh, I thought about it for about 10 <laughs> seconds and I was like, what am I thinking about? No, I can just spend uh, 50 bucks on a solar charger. Yeah, true. And buy the game. But for a, a Destiny themed solar charger. I can get stickers printed up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's what that is. And what it looks like is what well, we got teased in Taken King for a long time was because we were fighting on the Dreadnought and the Cabal were there, we were pissed off the Cabal. And we mm-hmm. there was one mission where it actually flat out said, oh, no, they're transmitting. And oh, it was just sent to the Empire. So we've been sitting yeah. here just like, where are these fucks? Yeah. Anytime now. Bam, they're coming now. Destiny 2, bitch. So they're coming. Uh, they're actually Metroiding us is what me and Cody have likened it to because that's the term for whenever a game forces you to reset everything you've just gotten from the previous right. game. Oh, yeah. So they're Metroiding us, but the reason... They get a little bit meta with it with this one. So what's happening is when the Cabal attack, since they blow up all of the tower, all of our stuff is gone. Hmm. And then in addition to that, it says that during the attack, all of the, the Guardians get injured in some way or get disconnected from the Traveler. And because mm-hmm. we get disconnected from the Traveler, we lose all of our subclasses. And they're giving us new subclasses through Discovery. Okay. I'm cool with that. In Especially addition, if there's a way to bring them back. Yes. So that's the thing. is like I don't think we're going to get any of the same ones at all. At all. We're that's going cool. to be going out and f- creating or finding new abilities that are completely detached from these nine. I like in. that. Me too. I'm excited. So in addition to that, um, there was another thing that happened uh, with all of it, and it was that uh, they've confirmed it's coming to PC. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were hyped on that. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing that's depressing, because we were, me and Cody were on the, the train, like, obviously this was probably not going to occur, but we were like, you know what? I get it. PvP, don't crossplay because PC will just wreck. Yeah. But to widen the pool of players that might want to touch a raid or strikes, mm-hmm. why couldn't we go crossplay there? Because that's non-competitive. That and makes sense. They're not doing it. Uh, yeah, I which think makes I, sense, but yeah. it's depressing. I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah, I'm not really surprised. She nah. said. Here's a picture of uh, the main bad guy, Gary. Which is, which is which is Gaul or something like that? It's Gaul. Yeah, Gaul. 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 He's Here, cool. Was... He's cool looking. Oh, he seems like a badass. He looks like a cabal. He's like yeah. with a flat it, top. He looks like if with the juggernaut like got what's uh, most the guy's of a name from uh, Street Fighter, the blonde one. Oh shit! Uh, with the military pants. Oh oh shit! Yeah, I it's can't him. remember. It's him. It's totally him. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm glad everyone's on the same brain farty day today. It's all right. Completely. It's a little early still. What the still fuck? getting there. Yeah. I was never a big Street Fighter player, but I know the the, the design. The pictures, yeah, yeah. I, re- I know. The only name about. I remember is E Honda. That, that <laughs> yes. is not him. I know. <laughs> uh, I want to say it's supposed to be a Z, but I'm totally wrong. <laughs> uh, to, mm. <clears throat> Moving on. Anyways, so <laughs> they've confirmed all that stuff. The other thing is that other early rumors are finally probably confirmed because of this information, and that's mm. that they're offloading like the role of like what the tower was into various towns on other planets. So basically, you'll be out and about in the world okay. patrolling, and then you'll find a township stop, and that's where you can like do your quick business, and you just keep going. See, and that's cool. I think that's really what we all wanted from Is this game. Is a better more, immersion. Yeah, more immersion, because it's like, where are the people? You know, yeah. We're going to these desolate worlds, and it turns out... Well, to be fair, they also confirm we're not going to any of the same planets that we went to before. Oh, cool. So... I mean, there were some there were some cool things that I wish we could revisit, but ultimately, I can't complain about new places. No. That's what we want. To be fair, too, they could always also move, because, like, for instance, we were going to specific spots on these planets that we've been on, so if we ever mm-hmm. revisit a planet, they could always just go to a different part of the planet. Man. But uh, with all that said, um, it's coming out September 8th, and more info to follow it, basically, with this. Um, I, I think that's a good time for it, too, because that's going to just, again, like the first, open the floodgates for that time of the year when games yeah. go crazy, and Might they're the first one hitting it. Every yeah. time. They don't yeah. get, like Titanfall 2, I, I attribute a lot of its failure right now just to the fact that it released the same week as COD and I, Battlefield man, like, everyone 1. Everyone was saying it. Why? Why was literally the entire community saying that? And like studio executives are like, it's fine, it's fine. No, you because idiots. studio executives don't give a fuck. It they should probably. because they want their money. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. should, yeah. Um, That's okay. Keep making bad decisions, and then eventually you'll get fired, and you know someone with a brain in their head will end up in charge, and maybe. it'll be great. That's what maybe. we hope. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, with all that said, um, I'm most excited. The one thing I do hope for this is that, like we were saying with story, what we really want, I think, is like classic Bungie stuff where you had main characters that existed and were running with you through missions mm-hmm. or were present more more prevalently within missions i think about sergeant johnson in particular yes Cade could be the perfect allegory for johnson just in behavior well i mean 100%. fillion already kind of did that in the halo games anyway so yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm that's kind of where i'm at with it with in terms of that is just the matter of like if you're going to progress the story like i think they've done enough with communications and the storytelling during missions mm-hmm. my problem now is like okay can we get more involvement from these care these hallmark characters right see him doing stuff instead of just standing there in the tower handing like, you a mission and laughing at you i want to know why they are legends you know i want to mm-hmm. see so that. we've been uh, yeah what's depressing is that Agreed. they've told us a lot of stuff like yeah. for instance ikora was a a beast in the crucible apparently mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. wrecked everybody you know you talk about Cade, and Cade was one of the greatest hunter trackers that ever existed you know mm-hmm. you talk about these characters from a context of like you'll be in a mission like I, you remind me of ikora back in the day and that's the end of the conversation i'm just yep. like there's a lot to read um, into, and if you don't give a shit about the Grimoire, then you're not getting any of it. I used it. to read a shit ton of those, and now I don't care. I didn't care to begin with. <laughs> I tried for a bit, too. There's but a yeah. lot of really good, eloquent like writing in those Grimoires. It's just, you have to go to the Grimoire. Well, that's my problem. Same mm. problem with Mass Effect. Best part of the game is in codex. the emails. Yep. Uh, codex and emails. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Codex yeah. always. Which, okay, so first off, some quick shout-outs before we get to our topic. First up... Shout out to uh, Geek Domination Raid Crew. We uh, walked into Crota last night with low expectations, and we came out victorious on hard mode, which is something that we can honestly say me and Cody only touched hard mode and won three times before this. 
in addition to that, the first time we hit hard mode, Anthony was there, and we all depressingly wiped for like four hours. Uh, four hours just on the boss. That was one of the worst so we're talking things of my like life. Six hours, <laughs> and we all hated life. Yeah, we hated destiny. Mm. So shout out to you guys because uh, we came in, we kicked ass. Nice dude. We yeah. came out. With some that was awesome. Sweet Very loot. Nice. And then the other thing I want to touch on, without getting too much into it, is status update on Mass Effect because I'm sure we're going to want to do a review in the coming weeks. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I'd love to do a joint review with you, and and yeah, we'll we'll go into that later. Well, I was gonna say, so let's do a quick, very brief. So, I've completed the first three worlds, and I'm just before, uh, the Vold whatever facility to get. The M woman. I can't remember the name now. Oh, I've done that mission. You've done yeah. that? Okay. So. It's cool. So, yeah, I'm that far. Okay. Um, I haven't touched it. I don't own the game. Buy it. I know. Borrow, borrow John Luke's. He hasn't opened his yet. Oh, shit. Which is so sad. I know. So, the other thing is that we've gotten a lot of multiplayer. And you gave you you committed to a, a poor decision that worked out in our favor this week for us which oh oh yeah so we've done we've finally done one of the apex missions now if you're familiar with the game there are some things that you can send these strike teams to uh, on or go perform in multiplayer yourself. or in yeah. single player yeah or yeah you can do them yourself in multiplayer and they have specific objectives that you have to do it's not unlike loot. any yeah better loot but All also for you, but. insanely hard enemies we did one on silver Silver, not even gold, mm. and it was mind-numbingly so crushing. So silver, you should probably be above like thirteen or fourteen from your team, and that's without using, like all team without using additional abilities and and stuff. Thirteen, fourteen is probably the prime area to start hitting silvers, and really you don't shouldn't hit gold until you're twenty and using consumables because and come gold in with equipment hard. and a lot of equipment, a lot yeah. of consumables. Um, so just for perspective, so we walked into a silver. I was level four. Mm-hmm. Anthony was level nine, I think. Uh, I was I was eleven. You I were think. eleven. Yeah. Um, Justin was six. Yeah, <laughs> and then our random was twenty. Oh, so you got shit stomped. We got crushed left and right. Well, I was, it, at first it wasn't too bad, and we're well, like, oh, this I, is good for this me. It was fine. reverse. I got it picked up at the end. Finally, is when I started hitting my stride. Mm. So I put on like disruptor ammo on my sniper. I have Indra, which is the twenty-five round magazine. Uh, wrap like as fast as you can flick that trigger, it's <laughs> it's going. And thank God, because once I figured remembered that, I was like, oh, I can just have these guys charge me, and I can just endlessly sniped in the face and after a full clip one guy goes down and i'm just like oh no it wasn't that bad but that combined with like biotic combos and stuff like that that all saved us but yeah i used up every equipment i had (laughs) um justin and i kept going down every few minutes and for two whole waves we got carried hard by the uh 20 nice who had apparently like endless equipment because that person just kept popping self-revive every time every time he'd go down we're like okay it's fine man don't do it and then he's like no hero mode comes up again we're like (laughs) we were all losing our shit and then he cleared it for us and we got a full extraction even though we shouldn't have we cheated that so hard i loved it i loved it we're but we're smart though like you know yeah you have to be yeah it was painful but yeah, we did it. it. Like we it. succeeded, and I went up three levels. You got carried, and it was worth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was apt to that like uh, Adventure Time gif that goes around with uh, the dog constantly like following Finn as he just destroys everything oh, yeah. and just picks stuff up. That's pretty much what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, so that was that. So just status updates on that. 
Um, I, I think, uh, just as a quick little aside, I think the game from its first five hours to later has massively improved. Ha 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 I would agree. Uh, the first four or five hours were abysmal. Uh, the way they lock you in and don't let you pretty much do anything but their primary objectives is extremely frustrating. Because you just want it to open up. And then, luckily, when it does, it just blows up because, like... You go one place and then it just spider webs outward from there and you're like, oh my god, it just doesn't stop now, does it? Yeah. Which is good, mm-hmm. but it's that's the feeling that we like about Mass Effect. Yeah, it's so. like, whoa, there's endless shit. It definitely feels Star Trek, you know. Now that I'm past, and I love it. Me too. I love it. What's bad about that? Star Trek is fantastic. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, some Star Trek is fantastic. It also feels like they just took Mass Effect One and fixed every complaint that was ever existent with Mass Effect One. Yeah, with the RPG systems. The RPG systems, yeah. the ex- exploration too. Yeah. Um, oh, these worlds are too barren. Well, let's fix that yes. right now. Here's yeah. a here's a new Mako. Call it the Nomad. Call it good. But yeah, so it's been really good. I'm enjoying the way that the nice. system works. I'm enjoying the way that like you can go and find memories and stuff. Like all that stuff's been phenomenal. And then the graphics are up there. They're just beautiful. The worlds are. I still think some of the facial animations. Oh, you're are right. Way hokey. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself. Uh, in a Bioware game, I made my character look like me, which is usually impossible. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, it was nice. good. It was very convincing. Successful. Uh, but with all that said, uh, let's go and get into the topic section now. Yeah. Tripod. Bam! Hashtag tripod. Your podcasts in your podcast. It's so meta. Podception. <laughs> yeah. Right now. My Podception. brain. <laughs> All right. So I guess where's the where's the right way like place to start like gaming podcasts because that's well, yeah, kind of like gaming yeah. geek like traditionally geek I'll put it that way not our niche geeks but just like the stuff that when you say geek people go jump to like video games comics mm-hmm. movie like geeky culture that we know sci-fi and and fantasy that's let's put it that way okay so uh, I'll go in and lead with the first one just so we can get going um, giant bombcast this is one that I highly recommend to anyone out there that likes. Uh, predominantly games and wants to hear mostly about like older school games because mm. um, these guys are old old industry guys we're talking like they're Very. mostly in their 40s um, they've been around since like the dawn of E3 um, like I, Jeff Gertzman talks about like being at that first E3 and how much of a shit show it was all the time. <laughs> I don't doubt it. It's yeah it's an interesting slice of life. It really uh, is. And in then they past talk industry. About, they talk about like like sometimes when they get like the guys from like uh, CNET on there, mm-hmm. they'll go into like some really w- crazy podcast stuff where they talk about like the hunt for some random converter cables so they can hook up like old Japanese tech to like modern screens. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about like having to hunt down like six different cables to get these things connected and like all the names oh, and all the man. codings. It's it's such like a gearhead kind of moment with those moments mm-hmm. but then it devolves in other episodes they go to like uh packs and every year they provide alcohol and so all the guests are wasted <laughs> their and it's the funniest thing oh. on earth like watching those two juxtapose because like these guys are pretty like intelligent and then they'll just go down this shit show on purpose <laughs> see that i i need to give them a, a chance again because i think i got a little sidewayed by the gearhead stuff because i'm not no, you know yeah. that but uh but you're right though when they when they hit their funny strides they are hilarious for those of you who don't know that uh excessively blonde male that uh, gif of him blinking like the that one that's from giant bomb that was their uh, video technician oh. for the past 11 years um <laughs> and that was him nine years ago oh. <laughs> but he talks about it like in his last cast before he left the company because he left uh, about a month ago mm-hmm. um he was talking about it and he's like it's really weird being 
internet famous because people recognize you, but it doesn't get you anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, are you, aren't you that gif guy? And he's like, that was me a long time ago. Yeah. And they're like, cool. <laughs> the and then move on. Yeah. GIF. <laughs> plays gif. Yeah. GIF plays GIF. Um, oh man. But yeah, it's been really good watch, uh, like watching and listening to those guys for so, many, so long now. Cause mm-hmm. they spun out a game spot for those of you who don't know. No. Um, Jeff Gershman, and then uh, I forget the guy's name. I think it was Mike something. Um, they left GameSpot back in 2008 because of frustration with the company and having mm-hmm. to, like, basically they were tired of being on someone else's agenda. Mm-hmm. And so what they decided to do is form their own company because they had all saved up and had enough time in the industry to know connections and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So they started this company called Giant Bomb. Just what's funny is, is Gershman talks about it all the time, but he he's one of those guys that every time he has an idea for a – an, a URL mm-hmm. he goes and buys the domain immediately like without him missing a beat he's like oh yeah I own a bunch of domains so this is one of those domains that he bought up just randomly he's like yeah. he just threw out a bunch of names and basically would just go buy them because he's like if anyone ever needs them they gotta <laughs> buy it from me <laughs> <laughs> so he does that all the time and when he's talking about it like uh, they started it up and then what's funny is in 2011 so after three years of working hard on it they got picked up by CBS and it put their office back in the same office as GameSpot. Oh, man. So they're only, like, doors down from their old offices, but they have full, total creative control of themselves. That's so nice. crazy. And it's in the same building as CNET, so they get all that stuff going through the same uh, offices and stuff. They actually expanded uh, two years ago, and now they have an office in New York, and so they get a lot of back and forth because they also have the Beast cast, which is mm. also really good, but a little bit more of just a constant deluge of uh, nonsense because the people on that are regulars on that cast. Mm-hmm are just those kind of people. Yeah. They love to just go down random rabbit holes and they, they start talking to like hypothetical bullshit oh, and yeah. it just goes. It just goes. So I, I recommend like those. those In addition, what's sad is that because that sound guy left, they're ending Alt F1, which was their F1 podcast, mm-hmm. which they, all they talked about was F- Formula One racing. So it's, you know, they're an interesting group because they're so independent yet also very professional and set up to mm-hmm. be that way. They have Unprofessional Fridays, which I think I recommend. So <laughs> go watch. Unprofessional Fridays. Because, well, those are videos. And what they do is they get together and stream a bunch of games. And what they'll do is they'll sometimes load in a, just a shit ton of ROMs and stuff. And mm-hmm. so, like, they'll play some of the most random, awful crap. <laughs> they talk about, like, splicing old video cards into stuff and, like, mm-hmm. taking old. Uh, they also collect and then trade around uh, old cabinets. And so what they do is they talk about how they have to like find they they'll pull out boards and stuff and oh, they'll have yeah. boards sitting in their garage like they talk about it all the time and it's actually really fun listening to that end because Gertzman on his own because he's been in the industry so long mm-hmm. has decided to take it upon himself to kind of become a curator of uh like content so what he's doing is like in his garage he's itemized and now organized thirty years of games history. <laughs> Jesus. Because he he's he basically keeps joking around. He's like, you know, you start doing it just because, and then you realize why are you doing it? And every time you move, you hate yourself. <laughs> so he's like, but I had to find a reason. So he's like, the stuff that I am keeping, I'm kind of gonna kind of hold on to until there's eventually gonna be need to be like some sort of library or museum for this kind of stuff, and then yeah. I can just put it all there. But yeah, he constantly nice. talks about it and how much he needs like garage sales and stuff because he constantly is just like, fuck, my garage is just too full of crap. <laughs> So it's been really yeah. good, like listening to those guys, just because their angle on the industry is so much different. And that name so again, old. Giant Bombcast. Yeah, Giant Bombcast. Tight. Um, great, great group right there. Yeah. So, 
continue yeah, on the trail. Yeah, I, I got one that's kind of in that same vein. It's a it's a lot less gear heady, but sure, it's more sure. like you know nostalgia guys getting in and talking about stuff that they enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these guys called uh shit. What is it? Uh-huh. Uh, Wizard and the Bruiser. That's the one. Nice. Um, it's from this guy uh, that works for College Humor. Um, okay. What the fuck is his name? I had this all written down because it's too early for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jake Young, that's the guy, and Marcus Parks. Okay. Jake Young, yeah. fat, beardy guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's on there. He's always on there. Yeah. Classic yeah. geek. He, yeah. yeah, so that guy. But uh, they... they I'm not sure how long ago they started. It probably was only probably not more than six months ago. But it's just these two guys that they pick a topic that's basically suggested to them by their community every week. And it's it's just a blast because, I mean, they they love those rabbit hole conversations too. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good time to just hear them bullshit about stuff. Because sure. this morning on the way here... I was listening to their uh, Cowboy Bebop episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And oh, that's tight. they had so much to talk about, like just about the music and about the visuals yeah. and all this stuff. And it's it's just so much fun to hear mm-hmm. these two guys talking about stuff that they love. And it's it's always on different stuff. I mean, they've got like Neil Gaiman episode. The last two were uh, fucking brain fart. Anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, Cowboy Bebop, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was mm-hmm. an episode that they did. It's it's just such a good time because they're they're both like thirty something, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. And wow, okay, yeah, and they've been nerds for a long sure, time. They, so yeah, the, the nostalgia factor is super real, and it's it's just a lot of fun to hear these guys talk about their stuff. That's so. Tight. The Wizard and the Bruiser, highly recommended. I'll nice. show you guys this real quick because what you got? It's quite funny. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, what the format got? that. Giant Bomb always does their podcasts on their website just for perspective, just mm. for creative touches. They always put it like in an old cassette player. So while you're listening, oh, oh yeah, cool. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cool it's, touch. That's a nice touch. And then what's great is if to give you the proper idea of breadth of and scope of this cast is they'll have voice actors come on and the bullshit with voice actors about their profession. Nice. They go the full gamut. When I was mentioning CNN, it was just for um, one angle, but they go all over right it's very it's far just, reaching yeah it's just that they're they're fr- quite funny and they're they're all from all over the place because like one guy on their cast is also from formerly of game informer so he'll give you kind of like insights on oh. game informer and how that place operates which is really cool so like definitely nice. if you're curious of the industry this is the one to kind of check out tight very i like that nostalgia fueled uh, me too cast yeah, that. i those love those kinds good. of things it's so much fun um going on on that board of like kind of like gaming podcasts um one specifically that i fall in love with and i kind of i like to think i try and model how i act and and do casts after them is uh kind of funny games cast and and just all of their casts really they're a bunch of dudes that you know come from ign and uh they finally decided to break out and they're the the four of them together are hilarious unfortunately colin moriarty just left due to political statement jokes I won't go into it, I but know, I think but it's ridiculous. I think it is too. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't. It wasn't like that's why they they axed him. You know, it was no, just he, his decision. He made the, he made the yeah. elected decision that it'd be a poor taste to stick around and ruin their brand in any way by. It's just so the good connotation of, of his joke. Right. And they're all friends, and they're all great. And and the best thing that they advocate for is just like fun friends on the internet and great community. Yeah. And they've really hit that hard, and that's why I kind of like want to yeah. model. And I met them, them back, too. and me and Cody met them two summers ago i was, was so incredible. jealous of that because that's that when they great. just started their company yep. yeah so that was great um 
Yeah, those guys are great, and they they perform well. They've They're been doing awesome this for a life. long time. Yeah. If you want to see kind of the early days or even just before they started this up, go check out uh, a lot of the uh, uh, Beyond casts. And up at noon. And up at noon. I was going to say the before same thing. Before the, uh, the other two guys took it over, yeah. Yep, so I definitely recommend going and checking those out if you want to see some early stuff from both Greg and Colin and, and all those guys, really. But those were the main two that kind of carried the torch on this. So Yeah, absolutely. And That's because they were roommates good. for like eight years. Yeah, yeah they've like known each other so well, so they, they have that connection. They moved in together when they both started at IGN, and they never moved out. Yeah, <laughs> nice. pretty much. Yep, so those guys are fun. Um, and then I was going to say um, a shared one that we just realized oh, yeah. we both listened to uh, before the cast was the Jim Quisition. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Thank God for Jim Sterling. <laughs> Thank God for me. Thank God for me. <laughs> it's weird because he uh, he has this like arrogant persona that he gives off, but when you really get into what makes him him, he's actually incredibly um, humble, mm -hmm. and uh, it's awesome. It's all about the game, what makes it work, what makes it doesn't, mm -hmm. and his stuff outside of the Jim Quisition podcast is excellent he is awesome editorially yes he does a great job with all of his stuff have you been on uh, boglin watch no i haven't <laughs> but i i keep it keeps coming up in the podcast po uh, podcast podquisition and i'm like well maybe i should give this a try even though i don't know what the fuck this is about. it's nonsense it's like this dumb like toy line from the late 80s early 90s called yeah. the boglins I, i've <laughs> seen them and they just look so weird they're so stupid yeah but just he's the number one boglin boy self-proclaimed yeah. it's hilarious but it, on a it's it that's entirely separate from like the gaming commentary that he always does because you know he gets very in-depth with his reviews of these video games but then on the side he's like that was really serious i'm gonna fuck around with some old toys for a little while and and man the humor that the three of them have uh especially considering that they're not in the same location oh, yeah. is excellent laura kate dale breaking all kinds of news stories on mm -hmm. switch and nintendo and constantly pissing them off which is great <laughs> and then uh you've got gavin who's um i think yeah his name's gavin right i think so yeah um he's awesome and he makes those miracle of sound uh yeah. music videos and things he has some incredible work his stuff on the witcher was awesome mm. yeah so i fell in oh, love with him that way and then when i realized he was on the podquisition i was like oh <laughs> mind explosion yeah so uh that's some good stuff there if you want some really cool commentary and then some really weird digressions <laughs> especially that get into some really odd sexual oh, connotations baby. uh have fun with that yeah I, I remember in one of them that uh, they were talking about Overwatch, <laughs> specifically Overwatch porn. Dude, he broke that. He he made the whole Kotaku articles happen. Banging yeah. it. Banging it. Banging it. <laughs> Banging it. Just like, like five minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous, yeah. but totally worth watching because... The, the persona that he has when he does when he puts all this stuff together is just priceless. Yeah, That's he's great. awesome. And and I really can't stress it enough if you go into his YouTube channel and check out his editorials. Mm -hmm. They are fabulous. And nice. I really want to get better and, and get some stuff that's kind of like that too because he's awesome. Nice. He does a real good job. Okay. Well, another one yeah. that's right on this, this pile of geekdom is uh, Hollywood Babylon. Hollywood Babylon. Okay, this sounds... Uh, not Music Babylon related? that you think of. Okay. It's, it's Babel. And like, literally, like, endless speaking. The play on words, yeah. yeah. So, this is Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Oh. This perfect. is part of Smodcast. Okay. Um, yes. So, so this, so for those of you who don't know, 
Ralph Garman's a voice actor in Hollywood that has been also featured in many movies uh, and TV shows. He's he was all over the place. He is nowadays, especially now that Kevin's kind of backing him up on everything because yeah. he was a radio show host in the Agent Carter miniseries. Um, he was the father in Ted that gave Mark young Mark Wahlberg. I forgot Ted, about that. And he's the one that looks oh, at his man. wife and goes like, "But seriously." That was a great blowjob last night. <laughs> That's oh Ralph Garman. Jesus. Um, he was in, uh, he's in Kevin Smith's movie, Yoga Hosers. Um, but he's been popping up more and more frequently as time has gone on. So he's a great voice actor and they use that in all of his voice imitations on their show all the time. But theirs is a live, live podcast they do in a theater in LA every single week. What? So they have, they podcast every, every, every Saturday night um, in, I want to say it's uh, it's in Hollywood somewhere. I don't okay. know where. I want to say it used to be John Lovett's Theater. Okay. And now it's somewhere else because John Lovett's and them had a contract dispute after... Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Lovett's went a little crazy, tried raising rent like crazy. Of course. Oh, and of course. Out of the blue and break contract. And they're like, uh, no. What? F- no. We're out, then. <laughs> yeah. But they do that. And then whenever possible, while Kevin's on the road doing like his speaking tours and stuff, he'll yeah. also host the same things nightly in each on different town that's on the road that's awesome so they'll they'll book venues and stuff and so you can go and check them out and like they, when he was here he was doing his uh colorado uh tour back in february i am sad we missed that one i agree because he I wasn't didn't doing it was happening now i'm sad about it too Aww. he wasn't doing babylon <laughs> but he was doing two other shows and it's two of the other smodcast shows that he does one of them was uh, uh jan silent bob get old and then I forget which other one he was doing, but I think it was just an evening with Kevin Smith. Was the yeah, other one. but um, the one that we were particularly interested was the Jay and yeah, Silent Bob one, yeah. which would have been so much Jay's, fun. So that you guys know, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old is basically just having Muse relive his drug memories <laughs> and then, and him describing them to a stoned Kevin Smith while Kevin Smith just giggles and makes jokes all the time. But the reason why I, I bring up Hollywood that. Babylon... It's funny the things that sell, you know? I know, right? <laughs> it's pretty great. Honestly, that one's really fun. Because they also get a lot of Muse now, and Muse now is so cleaned up and so like good okay. and and fun. But he remembers all those times, and he yeah. tells, like he was telling a story one time of like, it's it's also on the Clerks two DVD that like on the special features okay. he talks about it where he's like, I got arrested for having an airbag deployed. I was driving on the boardwalk on a bunch of like drugs, mm-hmm. and the de- the airbag was already deployed, just sitting there. And so when he got pulled over for like a broken taillight and being on the boardwalk, um cop walks up and goes we're arresting you because you're driving around with your airbag deployed <laughs> how does that even happen like what, what did fuck? what created that airbag to be deployed is my yeah. question i don't remember but i just remember that was for the main portion of the story and i'm just like this guy is a champion that's interesting <laughs> that's crazy so you get a lot of that but you get a lot of insight into kevin smith because he mm-hmm. works on so many projects nowadays uh, for instance the three movies that look ridiculous right now by the way so you guys know uh, tusk Yoga hosers, and then upcoming is uh, Moose Jaws, which is literally yeah. Jaws but with a moose. Yes. I want to see what that's about. So these are all three movies that he made a deal with Miramax that were going to be called. They, I think he called like uh, he called them like the Canuck trilogy, and the idea is that these are all three movies to, that pl- take place in Canada, mm-hmm. and that they're all going to be really bad for low budget. And he said he wants to do that, and if they become any form of successful, then he would be allowed to make Clerks three and uh, Mallrats two. Okay. Nice. So basically, like those two projects were predicated on him finishing these three films, and so he knew they were going to be bad. Uh, for instance, uh, Tusk was a spin out of Babylon, 
During Babylon, they took an email from somebody where someone emailed about a uh, uh, a bed and breakfast to stay at. Yeah. Like, uh, like, hey, if you're ever in town, we got this great bed and breakfast. And, like, Kevin and them were like, the fuck are you emailing us yeah. here for? <laughs> and then, like, they just spun it out into this crazy story about a murderer guy that was turning people into walruses. And that's the entire story of Tusk <laughs> is that this crazy guy has a bed and breakfast and he beats justin long over the head and then he sews up his legs and he applies a bunch of extra flesh to give him like it's like the human centipede but for his version of it it's it's ridiculous yeah it's ridiculous so it's spun out of a random stoned email basically (laughs) but they go through different topics so like their first thing is usually like uh shout outs where people are allowed to write in as they come into the theater like hey shout out so and so Mm -hmm. so and so then they do like uh Tinseltown Stiffs, which is this idea of like they honor old actors, actresses, producers, directors that pass on in this segment called Tinseltown Stiffs. But then they they talk about like how great they were and everything. But the intro is just really comedically slanted. They do this throughout like uh, they have another one that's a running gag. It's called uh, Liam Neeson's Dick. And it's basically Excuse where me? it's where people write in, uh, it's and and also them themselves come up with the ones. But it's jokes about how big Liam Neeson's dick is, and so it's like, how big it is, is it? it? And then they're like, <laughs> big enough to wrap around the the earth and do blah blah. blah. And so they do this running joke, and it's a running gag section, kind of like the Chuck Norris jokes were for a long time. And they do that consistently. They do a bunch of segments that are also really helpful. They do uh, different news segments. They do different uh, everything. But they also they were the ones that break news on the Adam West and. Uh, 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 Burt Ward uh, animated film oh, because nice. it turned out uh, Garmin was voice acting on that film. Nice. So like he was able to break that story mm-hmm. earlier to an audience and hear the audience's reaction to stuff. They've had guest stars come on, but basically it's a great spot to see them act. And then everyone requests random voices from Garmin because he's able to imitate or do anything. So they're like, mm-hmm. can we get uh, you to sing Justin Bieber as Arnold Schwarzenegger and he'll do it? yeah successfully and then he does a bunch of other shit like that where he'll just you know he has they have a segment called uh the germans and then it's literally like they both act as like the stereotypical german voices and uh they're they have to they clarify constantly that they're not nazis Mm -hmm. um if you're also into like awkward weird like raunchy humor there's of course a shit ton of that because kevin smith comedy yep i believe it i highly recommend this one because it's so fun and if you can watch it it's even better but it's not oftentimes videotaped and mm-hmm. it's hard to find those clips, but I do recommend it. Uh, so ju- uh, go watch that. That is a uh, Hollywood Babylon. And it's really crazy seeing and hearing stuff. Cause they're right there in the hotbed of all that in film news. Sure. Absolutely. Um, that's where we first heard that Kevin Smith was interested in that bu- uh, Buckaroo Bonsai story there, or series too, that then there was now contract disputes on, but sure. as it goes, <sighs> what are you going to do? But yeah, that's that one. Um, so, Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 I'm wearing a shirt. Oh, are you? Yeah. That's cool. Are you familiar with this? No. No? Welcome to Night Vale. No? Well, it's it's one of my favorite podcasts. Kay. I've been listening to it for years. What is it? Yeah. Um, it's... I had this written out, too, because trying to remember how I the wanted synopsis. to phrase this. Yeah. Because I could tell you everything about it, but I, I, we'd be here for the rest of the show. Sure. <laughs> so, um, welcome to Nightville. It's it's a strange existentialist humor. Uh, it's creative and fun, but at the same time thoughtful and nihilistic. Um, it's framed as like a radio play, 
You have me interested. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's framed as a it's it's just a radio show. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. They, just they the play host it. that talks. Yeah, his name's Cecil Palmer. He's got voice like honey and chocolate. It's it's pretty wow. gorgeous. The but, golden uh, voice. So it's it's basically set in this town called Nightvale, um, and just imagine a town where every single conspiracy theory you've ever heard is true. Half-Life confirmed. Got it. <laughs> well, that and like yeah, yeah, of course. all this crazy like, yeah. paranormal shit yep. and like otherworldly stuff is going on. Area all Fifty-One the time. has aliens and exactly. And JFK like, was shot with a magic bullet. Right, and, yeah. and that cloud up there that's glowing and raining animals on us is Absolutely. our new mayor. Yep. <laughs> so, but it's basically that. Only the residents of this town never bat an eye. It's just their day-to-day shit. All this crazy, oh, weird... Like the Stepford Wives. Yeah, kind kind of. Little elements of those. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. But, like, there's some elements in it that are just so out of the blue because, uh, let's see, uh, librarians, they're just monsters that inhabit libraries and don't read books because you might die if you read the book. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's hooded figures in the dog park. Don't go into the dog park. Do not walk your dog in the dog park. Do not look at the dog park. <laughs> it's it's just some really weird shit. And like like I said, it's told through, you know, Cecil Palmer, the yeah, yeah. host of this community radio show. And like at some point, like the management of the radio station is like trying to make him reapply for his job and like he almost dies. So it's done like an old radio serial style? It's done like an old radio serial style. Because, like, <sighs> it, cool. it's like community calendar. Wednesday, do not look at the dog park. Thursday has been canceled due to a scheduling error. <laughs> it's just like, it's such weird out there that, humor yeah, okay. that also is like... It just sounds like a 1960s, like... Twilight Zone and it's, I was it's gonna say War of the, the Worlds. Twilight That's Zone the yeah, yeah. World Worlds. Yeah. It's it's such a good time. And like I said, it's been going on for like three or four years now at this point. Nice. So there's plenty to catch up on. And honestly, you don't have to catch up on too much because it's pretty easy to just drop in to yeah, any it's, episode. It's yeah, serialized it's, where it's yeah. like Yeah, it's accessible. Yeah. Absolutely. That's um, awesome. They also have a book that's published, which is quite good. I have okay. it on audiobook because the same guy who does the podcast narrates the audio. Oh, that's book. awesome! So I was like, that's genius. Yes, that's good. But it's it's it'll make you think and it'll nice. make you laugh and it'll make you wonder why we exist. Ugh. It's it's a really good time though. <laughs> Highly recommended it. Tight. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, they've they've also done live shows actually, which I attended one last year. Hence the shirt. Hence the shirt. Actually, <laughs> I had the shirt before I oh, went to okay. that. I ordered it online because they have a store, too. But, uh, yeah, the the guy who narrates the thing looks nothing like his voice sounds. Got it. Because he's got, like, this smooth-ass voice, right? And then he's just, like, a skinny, lanky dude with a goatee and, like, balding and, like, that doesn't look right, but I can hear the voice coming out of you, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, they also have this cool thing that they do because, uh, you know, in a community radio, they're going to tell you about the weather stuff. Right. Locally. Sure. They never tell you about the weather. They just choose like a random musical artist, like a random indie artist, okay. and they'll just have them play a song for their weather. 
and now to the weather and then music plays yeah exactly okay. that's cool it's super awesome super weird yeah i like it it's way out there but definitely a good time nice yeah sounds good cool um i i don't know i had a, a couple of moves i have like tons but you have um, so many i'm looking at your i listen right to now. a lot at work <laughs> and I, I get a lot of inspirations um i'll break down a couple that i won't go in, in on too much so movies if you want any movie news as it's breaking if you want really good commentary and like what it's meaning to the industry at large go for collider collider movie talk collider movie news any of their various offshoots are all excellent mm. um I also like for movies uh, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. They do like some some TV episode stuff occasionally mm-hmm. too and they talk about like comics and and books and everything as well. But the best ones are when they're talking about movies cuz that's their all thing that they all share. Um and it's it's quite fun. And then specifically for scripts, there's this podcast called Blacklist Table Reads. It's the scripts that were written for movies but never quite picked up. They turn them into uh, like actual movies, but sound movies, essentially. Cool. Um, It's amazing. Some of the stuff that Hollywood doesn't pick up on astounds me because they're all great. There was one just recently called Maggie's Dawn, which was like a combination of uh, Real Steel meets like Mad Max meets The Walk, or nice. like it's 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 insane. Or The Road specifically. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then the one that they did just recently was a combination of like kind of Mary Shelley's monsters and things like oh, that, man. werewolves, and this awesome uh, kind of like. Uh, I guess you could call it like survival story, like okay. a yeah. la Predator, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's amazing. Uh, it, it's crazy. Go Blacklist right table now. reads. Blacklist table yeah, reads. there. It's amazing. It's amazing. And specifically, there's one that blew my mind, and that's when I'm like, okay, these guys will always get me for forever. It was called Forever Jian Yang, uh, nineteen something something, mm-hmm. and okay. it was an emotional like. I've I've never cried on a podcast before, but I cried with this one because it's like no, I'm serious. It's so dramatic and yeah. so heavy, and it's like so well acted. The voice actors that they get are incredible. It's just so high production, and I don't know how they afford all the right. things that they do because they're sure. they're so good. Um, and then they randomly also get the writers that wrote uh, those oh, scripts cool. to come in as well and talk about things. And it's funny because you'll notice that a lot of these writers now have done very successful products that were just recently uh, drama adaptations. For example, the guy that wrote, um, I want to say it was Maggie's Dawn. I could be mm-hmm. miscorrect on that one. But he actually wrote the script for Moonlight. Really? Yeah. And that was one of his other earlier works that he had done. So it's kind of cool to see where the things that they couldn't get but then they could, which is just really oh, fascinating. Yeah. Hmm. Um, do they have like the same couple of people doing the voice acting every time, or do they? You'll, you'll bring notice new people? you'll notice regulars, but they do have new people that come in as well. And That's then occasionally cool. um, they've done like one or two live ones, and they've actually gotten more popular B list actors for nice. for those ones, and which is kind of cool as well. That's awesome. So, so this is kind of high profile, actually. It's but it's funny. Like I talk about it, and like no one's like, "Oh, Blacklist Table Reads." I've never heard of that. I'm like, really. They're amazing. I've never heard of that. But yeah. Now I have. Yeah, they're amazing. So I I check them out immediately because uh, it really it really gets you in the mood to write. Mm-hmm. And and I've I've thought about some like cool story ideas after listening to some of their their uh, work. So nice. Um, I just really quickly uh, Star Wars stuff. Collider's Jedi Council is amazing. <laughs> 
You must Everything go watch from that. Everything Collider is good. Everything True. is. But it, I have a special place with this one, obviously, because it's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy when they got on um, the writer for, I think, which might be the best new canon book they've written, uh, Lost Stars. They got her mm-hmm. to come on the show. After that, she then wrote Bloodline. She named a planet after Christian Harloff. That's hilarious. Harloff Minor is an official planet in Star Wars canon, and that's made after his name. That's amazing. That's cool. What? You're lucky, man. <laughs> what the fuck? That's cool. Um, and then oh, Rebel man. Force Radio. I don't like. I'm not trying to show any, throw any shade, but I, I'm not a biggest fan of some of their head guys I'm not there. Throw any shade, but here goes. Yeah, let me throw it. <laughs> Probably cast that shade, all the Power same. through it. <laughs> but they do have one show that's amazing with David Collins, which he's a longtime Star Wars aficionado. He's done a lot of work. Uh, he famously was the line for the uh, traitor in yes. Force Awakens. He, traitor. yeah, he made the music composition for Battlefront, and he comes on the show to break down the all of the soundtracks from the Star Wars movies uh, and John Williams, and then he'll make connections to some of Williams' other songs from other movies. Mm. He'll break down chord progressions, chord structures. It's just a music fan's ah. perfect uh, Star Wars slice of pie like it's just so good nice uh so i'd recommend checking out that immediately i assume they don't like talking about the cantina much actually that comes up quite a bit every once in a while yeah it'll it'll pop up uh and it's just because because it's so fascinating because williams can do all types of music it's true it's dumb and you'll notice well well, no it's like how do you do it how do you do it it's dumb no, but it, it's dumbfounding because you're just like, how did you make this happen here? But when you break it down and you hear it, it's just so incredible. Yeah. So uh, I I really really love that cast too. Nice. Um. So I got two more that kind of fall into like an offshoot realm, but similar, more not targeted. I'll put it that way because like okay. the first one, uh, Joe Rogan Experience. Go listen to Joe Rogan Experience. I've seen that pop up on the suggested list a few times, and I've never touched it. So it generally runs two to three hours, just a oh, heads up. Jesus. So it's a great one to throw on when you have multiple hours at work to kill, which is what I do. It. Oh, boy. Um, and I recommend listening to his intermittently. Don't follow each episode because you'll get burnt out real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, he has random guests on each time. Each guest predicates a different topic to spread because sometimes he'll have like an astrophysicist on like he did this week mm-hmm. and they talked about all the craziness of like future tech and spe- and technology that's and, cool and current stuff with that nice. then he'll have someone on that's like uh, kevin smith and they'll bullshit for like two hours about <laughs> really into the kevin smith today i'm just throwing it out there because it was <laughs> such a drastic departure from an astrophysicist yeah um and then Fair he'll enough. have he'll have like other guests on um just in general so he's had other fighters on he's had mm people that were big in gaming community like decades ago because like what turns out found this out through the experience um kevin or uh sorry uh joe rogan himself was the first person in the country to have the best internet as a civilian really um he paid extra to play quake (laughs) online he was the first person in the country to do that that's amazing the infinitely moddable game (laughs) yeah i know so he played it he did that so that he could play at the highest speeds without any drop so it's just that's insane, insane that joe rogan, joe rogan really? yeah so this guy is like a trifecta he's a writer director uh in certain things he's been he's obviously a comedian he's an mma fighter and announcer he's amazing at jujitsu uh and then he hosts his podcast that just goes into crazy shit he had another episode where he did like a whole bunch of like existential stuff where they were talking about like 
like the craziness of the universe and like going down to like molecules and everything all the way throughout it. And then mm-hmm. he would branch off from like alternate forms of consciousness and things like that. And so it's like, that's why I say it's easy to burn, burn out because mm-hmm. it's such a widespread and because they're so long, you can get very tired. Very yeah, it's quick. so existential. It gets that yeah. way a lot. And he likes, to, he likes to try and take it that direction. Cool. They'll be talking to like a comedian, like like comedian and they'll start, he'll start course correcting down that path mm-hmm. of like, well, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, and then you'd go from there, and then it goes even farther. And right. he, like, for instance, one thing I, I an interesting like uh, theory that I liked from him was like, all forms of drug use is technically uh, body modification in and of itself because you're altering yeah. some form of state of mind. He's like, the the people that don't want to do that stuff, like hardcore, don't want to do, usually have some sort of personal issue that they're trying to overcome because they're unwilling to self explore in that way. That and so he'll, he'll he'll go that route because he's like, look, I don't really do a lot of drugs, especially anymore with kids and everything. I don't do them at all. Kind of got responsibilities now. He's like, the yeah. only thing I do is pot because when you're talking to an eight-year-old girl, the only way as a 40-year-old man you can relate sometimes is get stoned and go, <laughs> oh, what's that? Is that? That's so cool. So he makes jokes about that. He even does that on his, his uh, stand-up. He's like, that's the only way I can like re- directly relate to right. my daughter. Um, but he talks about all that stuff. Um, what's great is this one actually fuels my next one to touch on. Back in, like, when he started out back in, like, 2010 or so, uh, his, like, sixth guest was Kevin Pereira from uh, Attack nice. of the Show. And oh, yeah. That's crazy. Honestly, go Joe watch Rogan's the YouTube buzz. version. <laughs> go watch the fantastic. YouTube version. Because that's, that's the best episode, honestly, is when Kevin Pereira's on. Because mm-hmm. they'll talk about, like, the internet before it was, like, commercialized. And they're, like... Everything used to be the dark web back in the day. Yep. And they go on about that for, like, ten minutes. But, like, their first few episodes... By the way, on YouTube, you can watch them just rip the bong, pass it around the table because they have cameras set up all around oh, the table. Man. It's hilarious. You're just like, how are you getting away with this <laughs> at all? It's like it's like that one dude. I can't remember his name, but he always gets high. That's like yeah. just what he does like, yeah. every time. And it's literally called He Gets Hired. That's I can't remember the guy's high. name. So Kevin name. Pereira, because he was on three different occasions in like two years mm. after the G4 fall off happened, mm-hmm. started his own cast called Pointless. Which is pretty good. Uh, he has random guests on too. It's an hour, hour and a half. I feel like I've seen a couple of those. They're they're pretty good. You just kind of have to again pick was and choose Chris based Hardwick on. Chris on yes, one of, okay. Yes, Chris Hardwick is the one. Um, a good one was Morgan Webb because they got a bullshit about the G four days mm-hmm. and how awful it's become. Yep. Um, I particularly God, love this one that. because Pereira revealed that almost the entire cast of the g4 shows were under so much stress they were all drunk or high on set all the time nice. i am not surprised i'm not surprised like, yeah. at all yeah. it just made me laugh so hard finding that it's like it's that validation yeah, kind of like yep. kind of like alicia silverstone in batman and robin admitting that she was stoned oh, the entire yeah. time just to deal with that crap film <laughs> it's those she like literally always, doesn't remember it she's like i don't i was so high I don't remember it. Like that's my favorite line from that behind the scenes with her. Was just like, yeah, yeah, the comment there. <laughs> so oh I don't remember. <laughs> but it's a really fun one because Kevin just sort of talks on to people. He's had like a Super sixty four on as well, and a bunch <laughs> of other people from across different stuff. He had a few. He had a rap artist come on and like freestyle on oh, nice. cast. It was really cool. Um, but very uh, vulgar. I, I would. That's a mature one. Oh um, yeah. He he does not censor himself at all. And he throw he drops the f bomb like every two minutes because that's just who he is. Me too. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that one, especially since you get a lot of insight to how G four used to be. Because I feel like a lot of us grew up with that thing and tech I, TV. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it, that's a good one because he constantly relates to it and goes back to those days in his cast. So yeah. 
Well, I remember like being on, you know, just trips to do sports just around the state and having to stay in different hotels. And G4 was one of the universal ones that you could get in any hotel room. So I was like, yes, my favorite shit. And then I get to go play baseball tomorrow. (laughs) And Spike TV was so (laughs) good back in the day. Yeah. Well, even before that, because tech, t- I was on, I was on the, the tech TV train way mm. back before it was even bought out by G four, and that mm. was back when it was really good, and they treated their employees really well, and they had a yeah. great anime block every mm. Friday night That's that true. was superb. Yes. And then they got bought out by G four, and everything started and turning to crap, and then it just kept going downhill as they added more and more cops and cheaters episodes because they couldn't supply paychecks. Yep, because ads are hard. They are. <laughs> A little bit. But and that's it, I mean, cool, though. Yeah. I like that slice of life from, from like, the old days because it's yeah. good to remember how it used to be. It was the same thing with uh, for a while there with um, – I forget the name of the company now, but uh, Adam from G4. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I'm spacing on his name, too. That's been a lot of that today. X-Play. Yeah. Uh, X-Play. He's, he's good, though. Adam, Morgan and Adam. Yeah. Adam. I, Adam. I know. He's the awesome ball dude, kind yeah. of like frenetic, a, a little, little nervous, frenetic. but he's awesome Amazing. and he's so intelligent. Yeah. He was supporting that one channel that went under about two years ago. But oh, for, if you want to go so back, good too. those were great. Yeah. Um, then he entered consulting and the company shuttered and went under after yep. he left to go do consulting. Because mm-hmm. that's the only reason why people go around. That's uh, what happens when your only talent dips out on you. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> um, but again, like those were great too for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, another one that kind of fits that same exact bill too was... Uh, um, no, like, Brain I fart. I know, it happens all the time. <laughs> but uh, God damn it. Wow. Yep. <laughs> oh, before before they got bought out by Rooster Teeth, I would recommend uh, uh, Dude Soup. Yes. The Funhouse guys. Oh, yeah, before, though. Before. Yeah. I don't like them as Rooster Teeth. I don't like them as Rooster Teeth. I like their, their their cartoon shorts now, but I hate I'll need their to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't listen to them anymore, which is weird because I used to love Fun those House. guys. Mm-hmm. Funhouse was so fun. Well, like, and what's interesting is this week I found out that... Uh, remember Joel from Funhouse back when mm-hmm. they were still doing that stuff? Mm-hmm. But, like, during their... Machinima days. Uh, yeah. He's now working for Philip DeFranco. Really? That's cool. So all those guys splintered out. The only one that's not really doing anything except for streaming is... Uh, oh, what was his name? They always made him jokes about him being a stoner, even though he wasn't one. Uh, he always had the ball cap, and he was like an intern for a long time. Oh, yeah. He was always in the background. I can't remember his name Yeah, either. I can't think. They, they gave him a nickname, but yeah. he uh, he splintered off just to become a streamer because okay. he had he couldn't make money elsewhere. Well, it was just it's just that thing, you know. It's weird how we have these like huge institutions, and now they've fragmented so much. Mm-hmm. Or combined and fused together. Yeah. 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 Rooster Teeth exploded. Like After that RTX we went to three years ago, they went from being like a company of seventy five employees to well over five hundred now. I'm just like, yeah, two years have happened, three years have happened, yeah. whatever. Like, well, I mean, they made a full length fucking feature film, so they gotta have some people around for they that. They do. Haven't they done two now? Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think yeah. And then they've got ongoing series because like Jeff is now part of Tattooist, which is a documentary series that's kind of like a TLC show in all honesty. Have but you seen his tattoo of Gavin's nose? By the yes. way, I love that. I love it. I it's love so, it so ridiculous because he's got he just fuck it give me the tattoo or yep. it up. that's but, amazing i mean they made a bet at the beginning of what the fuck was that series even called it was the one where gavin had to play video games against children jesus yeah uh, i don't i've never seen this well anyway it sounds the, amazing at the very beginning <laughs> jeff is like if you can play video games better than these children then i will get a life-size tattoo of your disgusting nose on my calf 
And then, like, 12 episodes later, Gavin, and Gavin beats children at video games, and Jeff has a tattoo of Gavin's nose That's on amazing. his calf. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's, it's absurd. Uh, it's pretty funny. They've done a lot of really great stuff there, too, just mm-hmm. in general. We can just touch on that. The entire Rooster Teeth catalog is pretty high quality now, considering where it mm-hmm. was eight yeah. years ago. Like, it's, if you go back and watch the first couple of episodes of Red versus Blue... It like, still hurts. It, it hurts. hurts so bad. In addition to that, like, I'm thinking about, like, the shows that got canceled. Like, remember the Sims show that they had for oh, a while yeah. that didn't pan good. out and was not good? It's just funny because I... There's a weird kind of bullshittiness that I miss about Rooster mm-hmm. Teeth now that they're so big. So that's kind of why I don't get into do you, them as much. Do you I'm gonna keep up crazy with the off-topic their... podcast. No, that one's the best one. It's Is the it best one? Okay, I'll I'll have to look into that. Then. It doesn't have the same shit show tendencies that like their main RT cast has. Like I hate that mm-hmm. one now. It's I don't yeah. like the main cast. Yeah, it's just the the only thing that I think like we uh, the greatest thing about us is that like you know we're we're smaller and i think we've gotten really better at not interrupting each other yeah when they have the full podcast it's just constant bah, 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 bah. i'm like yeah. what the hell is going on because i can't make sense of it yeah gus sarola cannot control the room anyone at all. anyone <laughs> gus because is... no one respects him Ooh. there's a reason <laughs> why he was simmons reason why he was simmons yeah yeah it's yeah. a good point because um, no one respects him. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting to see those guys grow because of what they started out as too, mm-hmm. and and the number of failures they had in the beginning too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really good, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just kind of touching that with through dude soup now isn't that good either. Yeah. Now that they're on Rooster Teeth. I'm not surprised. It's it's really shitty that that went that way because it they kind of got homogenized a little bit. It oh, absolutely, it, it really did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, they have an animated short which. Is is raunchy, but it's it's hilarious. I like uh, raunchy. If it's basically good. they all mm-hmm. are characters of themselves. So like the the, the version of like uh, Adam is like this really massive dude with a beard, and then like Bruce has this blonde wig on, like long ass <laughs> wig, and it looks like an eighties rocker. And they're all like, I think the show is actually called like Sex Something, but it's it's a play on words, kind of like that whole like remember the Rooster Teeth like assassins or whatever, oh, like yeah. twelve tiny roosters or whatever it was 12 called. Little roosters, yeah. Um where everyone was like a juxtaposed caricature of themselves plus a secret agent. That's kind of yeah. what this is but with like an adventure crew, almost like the A-team, but bad. Hey. That's nuts. So I recommend watching that too, but cool. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to watch nowadays. Yeah, it is. In general. I miss Immersion when yes, it was good. Immersion was so good. Aren't they still doing They're that? They're still doing it. It's on it, YouTube but... Red now, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And in YouTube now Red. is not yeah, enjoyable. Like, I remember back in the day, it was stuff like, oh, let's pretend like we're in a car from the third person. And oh, stuff yeah. Like that. But now it's like, well, let's do this thing with this thing and maybe mm. throw this in there. It's a game show now, too, I yeah. think. What? It's, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a mess now. It's a mess. <laughs> Old school okay. version was great. The new immersion, don't bother. Yeah. Don't get immersed. Don't, Don't get, get immersed. immersed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, going back to casts. Um, oh, yeah. I had one more continue. that I wanted yeah, to yeah, touch do on. It. Do it. Because then it. I have like a just political yeah, ones that I'll break list. down real quick. Yo, I see your list. I know. Don't even worry. Um, the last one I wanted to talk about was one that uh, I only got into just very recently, probably less than a month ago. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern. Nice. Ooh, okay. It, that sounds fun. It's, it's an improv show. And the basis is uh, the main host, his name's Arnie. Um, the little backstory he gives at the beginning of every cast, he's like, 
Here's the thing. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King about a year and a couple months ago, and I ended up in the magical land of Foon. And luckily, I had my podcasting equipment with me, and I'm still getting a slight Wi-Fi signal through the dimensional portal, so I'm uploading a weekly podcast from another dimension. <laughs> it almost sounds a little Rick and Morty-ish. It is it, very Rick and morty It kind of is, if That's I'm cool. being honest. But it, it's like, it's all improv. They don't plan any of it. They just get so like... So very Rick and Morty-ish. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so it's just this guy, Arnie, and then he's got a shape-shifting badger named Chunt. And a wizard named Usador. What the hell? And they're his co-hosts on this podcast from <laughs> another dimension. A little bit of Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's a little bit of that. It's so good, though. That's amazing. And, like, every week they'll bring on a different guest that, like, oh, here's this wedding planner in the land of Foon, but, you know, it's nothing like anything you've ever heard before because, like, I plan kidnap weddings and <laughs> it's it's all this goofy Scenario shit. Scenario weddings? That's yeah, ridiculous. exactly. That's it's, so ridiculous. It's hilarious. And, like, they have a guy on there called Larry Birdman <laughs> who's actually a man bird. <laughs> and he's the commissioner of the big sports league in that world, which is called Mittens. It makes no nice. sense. It's all right. It's such a good time to listen to though, because like it's all pun based humor and like references to Earth shit, and they're like, "What was that reference?" Because they got to stay in character, and he's like, "Don't worry, Earth people are loving it." <laughs> <laughs> it it's it's definitely oh, worth man. your time because it's maybe twenty minute episodes every sure. time, and you know it's a quick little ha <laughs> that was good. Moving on, nice. but um, they're part of a larger. Uh, I think they're Network. called Earwolf. The Earwolf Network. Blacklist Table Reads is a part of that, too. Sorry. Really? Earwolf? Yeah, Earwolf, yeah. Yeah, but uh, definitely worth the time. They're sponsored by Cards Against Humanity somehow, and, like, the guy, Arnie Niekamp, is actually the voice of uh, a couple of the people in Jackbox Games. Okay. No shit. Yeah. Uh, I think Quiplash. Oh, perfect. Yeah, the Quiplash narrator is the same guy that hosts this podcast. Dude, okay, I'm going to listen to this cast when it comes okay. out in audio form again, and then I'm going to just write down all of these ones that you're mentioning. That sounds amazing. It's that's perfect such for a me. Good time. I love it. Oh, my God. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Check it out. Tight. And then on to you, since you still have, like, 12 you want to get through. <laughs> so I, I should have really told you guys that, like, there's... I really do listen to so many podcasts. It's like a problem. That, I, that's uh, not I'm a addicted. problem. <laughs> so um, really quickly, I'll, I'll only really break down the ones that are like super, super good. Mm-hmm. Um, embedded for uh, political and news. They're a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Look that up. It's NPR's uh, really getting down in deep um, in podcast. Deep. In deep. Th- yeah, I know. <laughs> I make up a lot of words when we do these podcasts. It's fun. Uh- <laughs> I've noticed. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I dig it. <laughs> but it's... Embedded is so smart because they really show you all sides of an issue and it kind of leaves it up to you to compartmentalize everything they've given you, which is cool. Um, I would really check out the last one, especially you're going to learn a lot more on the whole uh, topic of police shootings Mm -hmm. than you could have ever realized. And they really, they really do a good job at breaking that down. So Mm. check them out. Um, uh, Also on that is, um, the Young um, Turks? Yeah, yeah buddy. TYT. Uh, look, <laughs> it's funny because I am... My core w- is libertarian, although I've realized with a lot of my party lately that we've been just getting more and more Republicans in, and I'm losing sight of what it is to be a libertarian because I'm not... I don't know if I agree completely anymore. Mm. That's just me. Um, 
TYT's shaken up a lot of my beliefs in in a lot of like core political beliefs, and I think for the better because I still have moments where I'm like, no, but this still doesn't make sense for this A and A and A. Mm-hmm. But they give you so many facts. That's the great thing about them. They are totally biased in their <laughs> opinions. And that's fine because they're honest about it. Mm-hmm. But the facts that they present are 100% true. And whenever they make a mistake, they own up to it. That's what I love about them. So if you want just news. Current I would, events opinion piece. I dig it. Yeah. They're they're perfect for it. They're perfect for it. Um, on the other side of things, uh, I really like the Ruben Report. Um, they get some Don't really interesting people on there and he is my libertarian side of the political spectrum Uh, so it's good to balance the two out i think Mm because i think more importantly we need to kind of bring back talking with each other Mm. (laughs) and getting back to the hearts of the issues so that's why i try and also balance out my people that i listen to as well i'd say i'd recommend the rubin report absolutely uh politico's nerdcast just for the numbers (laughs) is awesome Uh, you get so many facts going on in the Hill that are just really, really great. Um, and then as well as NPR's Embedded, they also have a great political newscast as well, which is just, those were both of the balance side of things. And then my very last thing is just a quick music shout out. KEXP's Song of the Day is incredible. When you pair that with SoundCloud, mm-hmm. um, you just get this wealth and breadth of new music coming to you from indies to really popular people across the globe. I've recently discovered two Russian bands that are amazing uh, with them. And then I've fallen in love with the band Valk, which is from Iceland. Oh, dude. And that's how I discovered them. uh, Mm. was just on KXP. So I definitely check that one out if you want some new, fresh music. I've got two from Andrew. Yes. Uh, He loves Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane uh, Shane Told. Yeah, um, lead singer syndrome. Yeah, so basically I've only with that one, to like one episode, I've and it's because he mentioned it. <laughs> yeah, so so basically, this guy sits down with various uh, lead singers from predominantly like the scene and emo core from back in the day mm-hmm. that now are kind of progressed beyond that group. Mm-hmm. But uh, they, I mean, the one that he shouts out a lot of the time that I know Andrew listened to, I think three or four times, is the one with Silverstein's vocalist. Um, he also really enjoyed the one with Crown the Empire's vocalist. I know I was listening to didn't, that with him. Didn't he do one with Andy Beersack? Yes. Tight. Yep. Nice. Um, so there's a lot of those. He also, Andrew really loves uh, Always Open by Rooster Teeth, which is his preferred podcast with them. Um, what is that one about? I'm honestly uncertain. I'm just pulling up notes yeah. from Andrew. Yeah, so I was is it about being open? It, maybe. Oh. Maybe it's about being closed and it's a misnomer. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Another uh, music one that I absolutely adore Zingers. is, is uh, Hard Noise with uh, CJ McMahon and uh, Sam. Hold on, it's pulling up the. I'm trying to get his full name, but CJ McMahon's of Thyroda's Murder. Nice. And then uh, <laughs> Sam. I heard that, Luke. Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, Sam Rylat, or Rylat from um, another band in Australia. They had. Uh, smaller band but basically okay it's a hour hour and a half this is the article but it's it's hysteria uh, magazine in australia nice but basically they sit down with different uh uh guests and vocalists and stuff and they'll talk with other vocalists they'll talk about politics and news and even geek stuff sometimes when they won't feel the need mm. but uh this is what cj was doing it when he was taking his break from that his murder um, he started up this podcast, and it's cool. really good because every episode they give a small vocal tip for aggressive vocalists that want to do better. Um, and they'll do that with their guest vocalists. They did that when uh, uh, I think it's I think it was Soilwork came in. 
nice. and and or did a did a uh, a phone call from Sweden. So mind you, massive distance there. Yeah. But did a did a, a call in and did a whole interview with him and then gave his own little like tips and tricks and stuff and it's been really cool listening to that one because it's such a drastically different perspective mm-hmm. uh all, all in all and i i love me some cj mcmahon yes i i need more of him Woo! i'll need and to then, check that one out because that'll probably get me into a lot of your guys's music it's, yes. it's really cool yes, listening to them will. talk because especially with australians because they have such a stark difference i opinion. love australians <laughs> australians are so weird because they kind of just let their government do whatever it does even when they disagree they kind of just do their own thing regardless they have such a weird disconnect from their yeah. own government it's so bizarre like when they talk about it, they're like we don't approve of anything they're doing doesn't really affect us though <laughs> yeah <laughs> cook and chip on the bobby <laughs> yeah. like, what how does this even happen it's also another tube of yeah. lager on the bobby hi yeah. I'm going. Yeah. I have an Australian uncle, and he's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah. send him to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> so another one. Uh, another one. Where is it? It's in. Oh wait. Oh wait. Maybe. Maybe. No. No. Spotify. Computing. Lost it. Computing. Spotify <laughs> lost it. I had one no. on here. I, had, I think it was Metal Talks on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Another musical I've one. I've seen that one suggested. It's another yeah. one that pops up. Like it's just guys interviewing bands. That's cool. All it is. It's that simple, but it's yeah. it's a consistent every week updated cast that's really quick and easy it's about 20 minutes interviews it's great see i I wish there were more uh casts that did do band interviews because uh i think that's one part of the music uh you know uh community that i wish there was more of which i think sometimes i miss miss those interviews across this board which okay i'll shout one more that i'm not i don't personally listen to but my boss does so i kind of by proxy have to because he puts it on the computer and just plays through our department um he listens to two sports casts that i I'm finding I don't appreciate. Oh no! <laughs> so I have to do this. Is a shout against actually? Shout oh, against. Uh, the first one is uh, uh, what's it called? It's um, something with Stephen A. Smith, which Stephen A. Smith, if you don't know, is an ESPN uh, caster who is notorious for cutting people off and talking over them. Oh, what a dick! Oh, I think my cousins mentioned this guy. He's uh, a big sports fan too. So yeah, Stephen A. Smith is in my opinion, the worst kind of person just in oh. his behavior. Mm-hmm. He does not play well with others. One thing that I heard him say on this, the cast this you week out. was <laughs> Steve, if he ever hears it, they're, they're talking, well, there's him and it used to be him and Skip Bayless and Skip Bayless was a guy that was like, you know, 40 or 50 years of ESPN work mm-hmm. and has been doing it for forever. And he left for Fox because Fox decided up, up their uh, offer for money. And ESPN is cutting their costs because it's Disney owned and Disney's trying to like mm. keep the cost low on that. So they're, they're cycling people through right now. So what's happening Which is that all this is happening all at once. And Stephen A stuck around and they got a boxing announcer, former boxing announcer on as the new guy. Mm. And Stephen A has no respect for this man. They'll be talking about shit. And like, in normal conversation, like we might have a small interrupt, but we're at least polite enough to find that spot. And he'll do that. He'll wait until Stephen A makes a solid point, and Stephen A is about to continue to reiterate his point, and he'll be like, "But, but hold, on, hold on a second, Stephen." And then Stephen A will just cut him off mid sentence and be like, "Did I ask you to speak?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Like they, the the essence of this cast is definitely like thrive on the vitriol, mm. but. It is annoying as shit, and I cannot stand it because that's they 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 encourage that behavior, and it's so bad. I um, I don't mind when you know we have a little bit of disagreements of opinion, sure. but I don't. I mean, 
if you it's go back, violent. I think there is a few things that we used yeah. to do that we don't do anymore, which is good. But <laughs> yeah, we we yeah we definitely got better uh, at communicating and just you know letting it slide. Oh, so that would drive me crazy. Dude, I, I know. I can't first thrive take. off of first tick. First take. First, first take. First okay. Dick. Was the was the first one, and then there's uh, another <laughs> one. <laughs> one. Uh, a much better sports related cast. If if you're interested in anything of that yeah, that you know range. Mm-hmm. Because you know, sometimes we all kind of have that interest. I know mm. I personally like hockey. Mm. Like hockey's good. Ba- yes. I like basketball when I'm going to the games. I mm. hate watching it. I haven't been to a basketball game in like Can six I, years. That's how I am too. But, really quickly, so. just because you also mentioned sports, sure. I want to shout out um, my uh, my good friend Justin's sports cast that he's on. Just really quickly, uh, Metro City Mentality. I'm not a huge baseball fan, so I haven't listened too much to their stuff. But uh, that's because the Rockies stink. <laughs> that's true. We don't have great baseball. <laughs> here. I appreciate that they consistently suck because we can go to games for good teams yes. for dirt cheap. Yeah, Agreed. we can get drunk at the baseball games and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're really into it and they break it down. They have like crazy stats that they do. They're they're awesome. So if you're a baseball fan, check out uh, Metro City Mentality. Yeah, uh, a good one that. I do recommend because it's following Skip's career more because he's he's a really good caster. He's a very relatable person. He's very even-tempered, even at his worst. His opinions aren't necessarily the best nowadays because he's old. Yeah. He's, <laughs> I'll say this. He's, I want to say he's uh, 50-something. Because, uh, yeah, he's been doing it for like 40. He's 65. Shit, oh, I didn't wow. realize. But look at him. Like, this is, like, that's fairly recent. Well, that here. dude's 60? Here you go. I'll get a more recent. Okay, that dude is 60. <laughs> he, still, oh, damn. he still runs triathlons. Jesus. Just fine at 65. That's crazy. Just for perspective reasons. But he, uh, he's a good commentator to listen to because he's very even-tempered and even-minded. Just when you get to his opinion to take it with a grain of salt because he doesn't always... He, he Like, for instance, he rides... He's, he's a can- cowboy fanboy. Oh, too bad. I know. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, like so, just similar, just to kind of give you a tone. You kind of he's not the most well constructed. He's very living in the past when it comes to mm-hmm. certain teams and stuff. But it's a very good sports cast that he does. I have a one sports cast. Undisputed. The new one that he undisputed. does is undisputed. It's right. Go forward or don't go forward. <laughs> um, sorry or don't. It's. Fine. I thought I was more prepared for this. <laughs> See, I thought uh, the same undisputed. Thing. Uh, with Skip and Shannon. So basically he sits down and they just discuss and they have great guests. They have sports guests, which is it's fairly enjoyable actually. It's cool. Nice. It's, it's better than nothing. Yeah, true. Um but yeah. The only sports cast I listen to is a little thing called Balls in Your Ear. All right, I'm it, sold. <laughs> it's a it's a football podcast. Okay. And um it's hosted by a guy you might know him named uh, Danny Sexbang from the game what? Grumps. Yep. That's yeah, an amazing Danny name. Sexbang is, Danny Sexbang. That yes. is an incredible name. That is yes. great. But he's, he's on a little uh, football podcast in his spare time with like him and a couple of his buddies from back in New Jersey. That's awesome. They just, they just talk shit about sports for a little while. Nice. They were real mad when the Patriots won the Super Bowl. But, Everyone you know, was. I wasn't. <laughs> I'm a Pats fan. I'm it's okay. sorry. It's okay. I but was ambivalent. I, I only. <laughs> I, only I had no strong opinion one way or another. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is but, what it is. Yeah, it's it's quite a good cast because Danny Sexbang's just a goofy guy in general. And That's then, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah but beyond that, I don't really touch that stuff. And then politically speaking, I don't listen to anyone in particular. What I do is I have several coworkers that I discuss politics with, and they're the ones that point me to specific mm-hmm. uh, different shows depending upon the topic and that way 
my plethora of listening is is across the board so i don't i don't dedicate any to any one i'll put it that way i just like to find the ones that are that stick to the facts and you can have opinions that's fine sure. but um as long as they're accurate you know that's yeah, that's yeah. The my thing problem my about. problem with a lot of those and even just across the board it's literally everybody is they love to pick apart facts and a lot of them don't parse out enough of the mitigating factors or they might like Occupied for instance, democrats is really bad about that Demo- that's why it's is so the good. worst mm-hmm. don't follow Occupy democrats ever I'll just say that right now. Uh, if you go to uh, PolitiFact, which is a, a le- left-leaning uh, rating site, mm-hmm. they admit that Occupy Democrats has never once gotten a fully true statement ever. Sounds ever. right. Well, they're they're more about the headline and like the punch factor and the memes. Yeah, and, and, the, <laughs> and the poorly which, done memes. Yeah. That said, though, there can be fun. Yes, I've enjoyed some of them. The the fun ones are the libertarian ones because they're so bad now. Uh. I, uh, I hate libertarian memes now because they're just they've gotten dumb. Meme wise, it just there's so many the dumb libertarians brain. now. Well, oh. it's not even that. It's I was saying this uh, right around the time of the election because I figure we're, we're here now. Let's just go get it out out, yeah. out in the open, out of the way. Um, around the election, we had all the people that were leaving other more niche parties and jumping into libertarianism as though it was the new thing, and I'm sick of that because. The problem is that libertarianism is a spectrum of people between libertarian, which is reduced government size, mm-hmm. to anarchist, which is no government. Which, from a strictly logical philosophy, anarchy is extremely good. It's mm-hmm. the voluntarianism. It's a non-aggression principle. It is cooperation through agreement and and completely through. But it implies trust in order for it to work incorrectly. It does. Which I'm again, like I said, it's a great ideology to think about, not to follow. <laughs> yes. Um, and then on top of that, there's a lot of people that identify one way or the other, and then violate their own set of rules consistently. And I hate that because I'm like, you can't be an anarchist and preach that you're going to make something better because you have to just trust people to do the right <laughs> yeah. thing and not be in control. <laughs> I was listening the the other day to the Rubin report, and yeah. he had an uh, anarcho uh, li- uh, libertarian uh, uh, eco- economist on there, and he was making some good points for a while. But then, essentially, his reasoning for everything was: my philosophy has some problems, yours does too, so deal with it. But that's how every philosophy works. And I'm that's... like, well, that's the worst way to debate your philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it this way: yeah, and capitalist is genius because it provides that. We don't need a government in place. Mm-hmm. Everything can be provided through the free, free market, which is true. If you if there is a demand, someone's going to show up and be like, someone's "Hey, I want some money." The demand, yeah. The one political group that makes no sense to me, ANCOMs, anarcho communists. Yeah, that that drove me crazy. I didn't I'm like, understand. The, these that. are two completely alien philosophies. Yeah. Give go- complete production complete control, control to the government. Get rid of government. None of it. <laughs> <laughs> Lack of government. Wait a minute. So there's definitely some ideas that have been popping up that really make no sense. But to, to hammer it home more accurately, um, libertarian-leaning stuff, it's an understanding that it is a – it's classical liberalism. Mm-hmm. Freedom first and foremost. And, and that's almost in a way also the most conservative statement because it's personal conservatism. Right. It's don't talk to me. Don't, don't mess with my life, and I won't mess with yours. As long as you're not trying to hurt someone, I don't care. Yes. Have fun with whatever you do. 
just don't hurt people. Little did you know, Geek Domination's a political podcast now. No, that's, <laughs> as, that's about as far as we go. That's, that's a, me and Anthony have, have both gone this, down this route before, and I know JL has kind of shout out his own too, but we don't mm-hmm. want to make this in any way a discussion of our stances on politics. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we do make it clear to people because I feel like your political stances reflect how you think of oh, life yeah. and how you how you think of products too. It all it, see I've I've learned over the past year that it seeps into everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, um, I I definitely have been like thinking about it like a long time politically if I was ever going to do something, and I've I've kind of sort of tried, but I just don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to do that here because this is about you know this geekdom and this yes. is mm-hmm. politic politicism often drags the worst out of people. It does, and generally. it creates vitriol, and I don't want that to be this. Obviously, yeah, it's because right. over the years they've transformed it from being a, con- a set of ideas to a set of beliefs. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically a version of religion now. It's disgusting because more people are more willing to toe the party line than they're willing to discuss alternatives yes. to the party that's line. That's why we have rampant tribalism now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So that's hashtag that. tripod. <laughs> tripod. <laughs> it was necessary to get that out of the way because yeah, it touches yeah. on the cast that we were just talking about and why, yeah. the reasoning why. Like I stay away from adhering to one or the other. Mm-hmm. I just let people tell me like, oh, you should check this one. I'm like, okay, that's yeah, very right. left cast. Oh, and this one's very right, and I hear all of it now. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'll still listen to some Alex Jones, even though I totally think he's a hack. <laughs> Really quickly, if you have any time on your hands, go to Alex Joan memes on Facebook. Do it. It do is it incredible. Now. You will laugh so hard. My favorite that dude is, is so fucking crazy. It is. He is psychotic. He was, there's this one where he's just like putting on uh, essentially a tinfoil hat and he's just like proud of it. He's like happy about it. I'm like, no, he's abysmal to watch on end. But what's great is the cuts where people cut together. That's like my favorite is is that there's like a 10 minute cut of him apologizing for getting mad. And it's just him like, I'm sorry. I just get so angry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is I saw one that was just like every sharp intake of breath that he had for like 10. Yeah. And like, and like the (laughs) seriously, (laughs) and like screaming. My favorite quote from Alex Jones is. They're making the frogs gay, which then my mind went to ten different places of like, how did you figure that out? And then, did and you then, test this with your own dick? What? And then there's a, there's also a music video out here where it's like Mao took the DNT, Stalin took the DNT, Jesus Hitler Christ. took the DNT, the DNT, the DNT. Yeah, I just love the internet. Alex Jones, I love the internet. Is a massive joke. Infowars is, is but that's why it continues oh, to exist, which makes me feel weird every time I like I watch like a little clip of it because I'm like that's I why I wish Infowars I could recognize it like a parody, but it's real and it's yeah, depressing. that's the weird thing. It sounds like satire, but it's a real thing, and people would actually adhere oh. to him, which is disgusting. I see bumper stickers on people's cars. It actually it depresses worries me. me. Yeah. Well, and what's weird is like he'll get some things right, like certain episodes he'll have he'll be right on, and you're like, cool, that was one. Too bad you have a batting record of like one in yeah. four hundred. <laughs> Good job, guy. That's almost giving him credit. You th- you throw, I, he's he's totally like that guy of like in a number of percentages, you're eventually gonna get something right. Eventually. If you just throw enough stuff at the wall, eventually something will hit the correct spot, and that's yes. him to a T. He yeah. throws everything at the wall. So, did we have any more podcasts? I think that's it. Um. I'm trying to go through it in my head. That was head. longer than I thought it would be. I'll, yeah, I'll touch on this uh, podcast. Fair, like 20 minutes was just about politics and shit. So. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it was probably a little less than that, but still, you get the idea. Uh, to wrap this up, I think it'll be good to kind of touch on the fact that podcasts have become the newest form of entertainment because 
it's the way to combat censorship and it's the way to combat uh networks being the stopgap of how to get content people yeah um we see a lot of podcasters coming together to form their own groups to make it easier for people to find more of their content Mm -hmm. um we're seeing people create radio shows we're seeing people create uh shows talking about scripts like in in a way that's actually like hey the script's never gonna see the light of day unless we talk about it here yeah and then make their own radio show out of it exactly so everything is sort of evolving in this direction that requires more and that's why i'm so excited to be a part of it now like we're seeing it it's also the like i was thinking about like it's the new pirate radio yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's the new way that we can just say F U F C C F U, you know, this, that, and the other, basically saying like you can't control what is put out there in the open anymore. You can't mm-hmm. decide what is it is and is not okay because that flies in the face of every form of freedom of, of thought. Yep. And so I'm so happy to see it explode in the way it is. And so I mean I'm really excited to see where we go from this because I do I've had so many ideas of like alternatives and if it comes down to time, of course, mm-hmm. but I mean, I still want to host a music show. Like, I still oh, want yeah. to have that in our, our, our catalog, catalog. I'd love to see us create a radio show because scripts are great. And Yes. I mean, some of those old school radio shows are so fun. I think about, like, the War of the Worlds one and how much that <laughs> fucked with people back in the 60s <laughs> or see, 50s. I, oh, every time just... I think about that, I think about, like, the Superman radio plays from Me back too. in the day. I think about like that's what I loved about Agent Carter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you have the voiceovers come on. And Batman had the same ones. Yes. And, oh, you had the loud claps and stuff. And oh, yeah. I really love it too when we get um, some of our like our favorite um, franchises, and then they'll, they'll yeah. randomly do like a podcast thing. Like, oh, yeah. Halo's Hunt the Truth was incredible. It was like the best thing about where their one that their story is right now. Should have been released as a podcast. It would work better that way. It was. Uh, one's on playstation it's a video but it should be like i said it should be an audio cast is uh uh talking with creators by uh will wheaton oh yeah so will wheaton sits down with random creators of different like stuff and he just talks Mm -hmm. and it's like why is it's a podcast like it's it's on playstation video for free but you should be able to just download it and listen because this is so good yeah it was part of the deal he made because he was on the second season of powers um as a bad guy sort of what Whedon was? Yeah. What? I I have Power season one and two are real good and free for PlayStation Plus. So might as well just go check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna do that when I get home today. It's super good. Nice. Um, but yeah, so like anything like that always gets me. Anytime you can see someone come out and be like, "Oh yeah, we just talked to this guy." I mean, hell, if you want to get technical, Chris Hardwick built his entire career on a podcast. Yeah, that's true. And I love Chris Hardwick. He's so good. He's a comedian. Like, now that he's a stand-up comic, you're like, this guy broke out, like, out of nowhere. It was just, like, hosting random shit and having people come in and talk. And now yep. he's comedian, actor. Podcast is the new Uncharted territory, man. It is. Anything can happen. It's so great. Yeah, and I just, I love exploring new thoughts and, and listening to all kinds of people on, on issues. It's it, it, it feels more like a community-driven experience um, does, than absolutely. almost anything else. Yeah. You guys are the reason this works. Yeah. yeah. So well, try a podcast. <laughs> try other podcasts. Try others. But also Go in keep those coming podcast back comments, to this one. Hopefully. And, and redirect people here. <laughs> yeah. In fact, actually, I would love that if people went around just, hey, if you like this. And, yeah. Yeah. And let me just remind you again, because like, some people kind of like tune in and tune out, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're done. They're doing great. Mm. We only can get better and improve if you guys just continue to like, share, comment below, like engage with us you know that's why yeah. we want to do Visit this our website it's creating a community domination.net go there and i mean if you listen there that's the best place to listen and for, yeah. quite frankly like we like we like engaging with you on facebook because that's what that's intended for mm-hmm. 
but please go watch or listen on our website because that actually does fuel what we're trying to do here in a very literal way yeah in addition to that um i would love it if we could uh, get you guys to shout out that we brought you to these podcasts if they have a comment thread just be like hey geek domination sent me here because that'll help spread the love around let them understand that we're pushing these guys so please do that Uh, it would be great yeah um yeah i think that's about it you can always follow us on facebook twitter uh instagram you can also follow us individually through those places that we have you know links and whatnot else there yeah um yeah and then go over to our youtube and subscribe yeah give us a follow it. it'll be we've nice. got some new shows coming out we've got a second issue of back issue coming out within the next week and i half. i think april is going to be the month where things just like like go to the next level because i'm i'm gonna shoot tomorrow the first real episode of the month of movie show which i'm hey, very excited there about we go. So. uh so that's happening i've been thinking about it and i'm probably gonna start restart zane's world as like a more bloggy kind of thing again because need some more content hitting the site so that's gonna happen for sure um and then i know cody's quest complete stuff is coming out at irregular intervals so yeah his last one was on uh horizon zero dawn which was a lot of fun yes go check that out check that out it was quite good but yeah i think that's it thank you guys for listening see you later